the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Favre claims not to know what a podcast is. You know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Brett Edward. I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley threatened to prank call me. Tyson, how are you? This is David Dunn. Did I see No, you didn't because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, no, dude. No, no. This You're is the, the podcast. Uh, you the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Yes, that's right. Do not adjust the volume on your sets. Chris Law and Chris Brockman are back Running the show with our boy Rich on the East Coast on vacation. Brockman, how's it going, bud? Hey, man. How's it going? It's uh, it's Tuesday. We're taping this on Tuesday. I'm in the middle of Staycation 2013. I've never done one of these staycations before. Yeah, but- I'm actually doing the same thing for the fourth. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for four days off of work. Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, this is uh, day five of my 10-day staycation. Wow. Yeah, normally uh, I like to go somewhere, but tickets to the East Coast are a little pricey, and uh, I got to go back east at the end of July for a wedding in New York City, and then the end of August, we're going to Baltimore for my buddies, uh, my buddies and I college do our fantasy football draft. We do a live draft every year, and this is the first year where we're doing it in the city of the team that wins the Super Bowl. Oh, is that going to be the new tradition? And That's our new tradition, tradition in the ROFFL. And so this I year, like that. That's obviously, a good one. Uh, I was pulling for San Francisco in the Super Bowl because it would have been a much closer trip cheaper. and cheaper and all that. So, no, but uh, as it turns out, we're going to Baltimore. So I decided to stay at home in Los Angeles and just kind of hang out. In the middle of the largest heat wave to hit the... Uh the West Coast. I mean, I am having really difficulty sleeping at night and just overall being comfortable in my apartment. I don't know about you. I think I was watching uh, Dallas Rains, one of the local weathermen. Oh, we have guys, a local. For those of you that don't live in Los Angeles, our weathermen's and women's names are ridiculous. This is apparently his real name. I've There's lo- no way I've, his I, name I, is Dallas I have looked Rains. this guy up. I have, I have done extensive research <laughs> on Dallas Rains. There's like a girl named like Aloha Sanchez, and then like <laughs> the, the names are just absurd. But um, if, if you – I don't know where the Antelope Valley is, but apparently it, it hit like 129 oh. degrees there the other day, which was a record uh, for the – nation's history apparently on the east coast it's a it's been a monsoon i tweeted out something yesterday about how i uh i wished it would rain and yeah. uh, i got a tons of tweets from people like in scotland saying like oh you should come here it rains every day yeah <laughs> and obviously we didn't mention at the top but thoughts with all those in, in arizona yeah absolutely that just devastating just fire terrible know all too much about wildfires living out here in in the west coast but um but certainly you're hearing our voice because rich is out of town this week the man took a vacation. A vacation with the family somewhere on the East Coast. Somewhere on the East Coast. We're not being disclosed the location, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, not an undisclosed location on the East Coast. He's gone, I believe, all week. But is he going to call in? He's he's going to call in. He's calling in. Okay. Uh, I think his plane landed an hour or two ago. It's a little later on the East Coast. I think he's just wrapping up dinner. Excellent. So we're going to hear from Rich here. And who else shortly. do we have on today's show? 
Yes. So good lineup today. Uh, Rich and I went down to San Diego last week. Oh, last oh, you week. did. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't, I, look, it all came together kind of last minute. Mm, really? Um, we we shot. Uh, or not shot, we recorded uh, two podcast interviews above aboard the uh, USS Midway, one with uh, former Super Bowl champion quarterback, Super Bowl 35 winning quarterback, Trent Dilfer, uh, ESPN football analyst. Trent's the best, man. It was my first time meeting him in person. Oh, yeah? Um, I've never met him. He's one of those guys uh, because him and I are very handsome, and so I want to get a picture of him, myself, and Matt Hasselback, if we're ever all in the same place. Who else can we get in there? What other who who else in the bald brotherhood of quarterbacks is there? Maybe not really for quarterbacks though, because Brad, I mean Gradkowski. Maybe, but I, I've never gotten that I look like him. You know, those are the two guys that uh, since since I've been about in college that uh, the, the uh, doppelganger. Yeah, the doppelganger that closely physically resemble. Except they're both way way taller than I am. Well, that's what really right? threw aren't they, me aren't off. Aren't they Trent, huge? I thought he was maybe six two. Uh, six one. He he was much taller than I thought. Massive, uh, right? In person. Yeah. Same thing with ha- I mean Hasselbeck's like six five. But uh, he was great. Him and Rich are co-hosting uh, an event. The event they were the co-anchors of an event that's going to air on ESPN in I believe late November around Thanksgiving time. Uh, it's the skills portion of the competition. So you got you got Jerry Rice. Well, let's start with the four quarterbacks that are down there, slinging the ball around to these guys. You got Hall of Famer Warren Moon. Hall of Famer Troy Aikman, uh, Hall of Famer Dan Marino, and Donovan McNabb is the four quarterbacks. Wow. They're throwing to Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, um, Steve Hutchinson, the old uh, all-pro. He's out there running around? Oh, out there. He's, he's lost a lot of weight, too, from his playing days, and he's, just, he's a beast. The guy. It's funny it, all these uh, flag football tournaments bring out the old-timers who still – who still have the juice, you know what I mean? Who still oh, yeah. like think they could play? Well, there was a point when, uh, at one point on one of the skills, it was a wide receiver versus a defensive back. And Dion's playing uh, corner, and Tim Brown's on offense. And, you know, I was in the rules meeting with the officials beforehand. They're saying they're going to call some stuff if they see it, and you can't hold and all this stuff. <laughs> Dion was holding pretty much every play. On every play, huh? And not apologetic about it all. He's talking smack to Tim Brown. <laughs> Poor Tim, Tim is Brown. getting mad. Like, Tim laid out for two balls. His face hit the turf. Like, oh. He, he's he's getting, oh, it's, you'll have to watch the broadcast in, in um, November to see who wins. It was, it came down to the wire like it always does. Now, set the scene. This was on the USS Midway, right? Now, how did they have the field set up? Because you know they've had basketball games yeah. the last couple of years down there. Yeah, and obviously. So how did they do it for a football? Obviously, a football field's much longer than the 94-foot, 96-and-a-half-foot basketball court. Right. Um, so they did a modified field, essentially. Uh, it F- was 50 20, yards, 25 maybe? yards on each side, Okay. essentially, was the field. So it was a 50-yard field okay. plus 10 yards for the end zone. So about 70 yards. So it was, it was still pretty big. Um, and then they had fans on both ends, and the fans were the colors of all four teams. All four teams had different color uniforms. Okay. And whoever's team would win... Uh, they got a copy of Madden 25. So and this is during the skills, nuts. right? Yeah. And then the next day, there was the actual game. And for that, they brought in some celebrities. Um, got to hang out with, uh, you'll, you'll like this one, QB1. Really? Yeah, Scott Porter, uh, the guy that played Jason Street. Jason Street. Friday Night Lights. Nice. There. Really nice guy. I met him actually uh, in, at my gym playing playing pickup hoops actually oh, oh that's weird yeah in one week i played with him and then the next week i played with vince uh michael b jordan the guy that played vince oh okay 
that kid can ball. Michael jo- Michael B. Jordan, he's he's a good athlete. It's funny how he has to have the B in there so no one, you know. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, it's weird. A, it's weird when people name Michael Jordan. There's a commercial on ESPN for the guy that tries to check into hotels and his name's Michael Jordan and they're so excited and then they see the guy and they're just like depressed. <laughs> it's like, oh, you'd think it would be cool to have your name named. Right, exactly. But not not so much. But anyway, it, it was a great event. Um, we, we had a good time down there. We actually, um, we taped Michelle Beadle after we taped Trent Dilfer. Oh, wow. Good show. If you recall, the last time she was on our show was after was Espies. Post Espies two years ago, right? Yeah. Was that the year you went with Hasselbeck? No, that was the year before. So it was two years ago. It was two years ago, and I, I think she hadn't been to sleep yet. She had not been to sleep yet. <laughs> she she played hurt that day, and uh, she was great. So she she's always a, a lot of fun. She's a you know very charming and sociable person. Yeah, so. she she totally gets it. You know, she totally gets. Uh, just having a good time with with the gig and being fortunate enough to do what we do and have the kind of access that we do and yeah i mean her rise to stardom is awesome it's great for her there's so when we're done taping with her we we actually taped only trent on the midway and then we taped her back at the hotel because they had a production meeting that night oh okay and from eight to midnight ea sports threw a, a party up on the roof for all the athletes and all the celebrities that came uh josh charles was there a friend of the program oh yeah and uh, so we got up there a little late. We finished recording at about 9 o'clock. I had to, you know, do my stuff with the equipment. They go up there. I went up there. And, you know, we, we tweet some stuff. We get to see some cool stuff. I've got to go to a few events. So have you. It, it, it never – it's always still surreal to me. At one point, I'm in a conversation talking with um, Sam Steele, her husband Christian Ponder, Steve Hutchinson – Michelle Beadle, and this sounds like I'm name dropping. You are. Uh, I, I, I kind of am, but I'm not. And then right over the conversation next to me, no lie, it's Dan Marino, Troy Aikman, and Warren Moon, all three in a semicircle talking to each other. And it's like, wh- what am I doing here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Like, what is it like Sesame Street? Like one of these things is not like the others. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it's it's cool. We get to we definitely you know we we don't take for granted what we do, and we we get to see cool things like that. And yeah, no doubt. Hang out at events like that, but. I mean, you had that the other year with the ESPYS and sure, seeing all that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Last year at the ESPYS was crazy. Hopefully, uh, I wonder if is Hasselbeck coming back in down here. I don't know. He's he's down in 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 what? Uh, or he's in Indianapolis now. Yeah, he's uh, Andrew Luck's backup. I wonder if he's coming back out because the ESPYS are what in two weeks. Are they coming? Out? That's right. They're always in the in summer. Two weeks. Right it's it's always it's break. always mid July. Yeah, it's the week of the All Star because. Uh, there's no games going on. It's like a Wednesday, I think. Yeah, it's they always have to do it at a at that in that sports law. Yeah, well, get, it's it's that day where there's literally nothing on the calendar. Yeah, and they can get three out of the four. I mean, do we do we talk about what's going on in sports right now in the NFL landscape, or do we just pretty eh, much keep it to? What 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 are we going to talk about? We know that Aaron Hernandez is in is in jail right now, facing yeah. a first degree murder charge, and it's it's a tragedy that all that happened and. Things are kind of spiraling, spiraling out of control, uh, surrounding him. I think everybody kind of knows what's going on. Yeah, I, I know the one thing I, you know, I, I, it's easy to rush to judgment as we all do, especially in the Twitter age. And although not really a Twitter age, we kind of heard the whole DA's speech. Yeah, laid it all out. The evidence doesn't look great, but you just think. I, I thought back initially to the Brian Banks podcast, and we had Brian on. Yeah, and that was a guy that served five years and two months in prison. 
and he shouldn't have been there. And then another five years almost with an ankle bracelet. And it's, it just kind of gave me pause to say, hold on a second. There's due process for a reason. Let's let, let's yep. let this play out and we'll kind of see what happens. But, and, and, you know, just look at two extremes. If you're, if you're looking for somebody to root for this season, you know, go back, re-listen to that Brian Banks oh, yeah. podcast, listen to the sound of his voice when he's talking about, excuse me, when he's talking about his attorney and he's talking about the girl who accused him and then how one day she just popped up sending him a Facebook request and just listen to all that stuff and listen to our reactions. Just total natural and stunned silence. Well, just kind of silent. Just like we just let him talk because there was belie- nothing you could say. Not believing what we were hearing. And, I mean, that's inspiring. And if you need someone to root for this year, there's your guy. Yeah. There's your, we're supposed to be impartial, but holy smokes, am I pulling for Brian Banks to make that Atlanta Falcons 53-man roster. Definitely. And, I mean, as we said last week, we looked at their – their current linebacking crew, they have one guy with four years, one guy with six, and other than that, it's all rookie and, and second-year guys. So I, I definitely I think he's got a shot. Yeah, and shout-out sure. to everybody who's been sending us tweet after tweet after tweet, like nothing but positive feedback. So glad you guys appreciated that yeah. because, as I've said, as you said, as Rich has said, my favorite podcast in the almost two years that I, I've been on, just truly inspirational. Like, this guy is amazing. It's funny. It reminded me because he brought it up um, when he brought up the documentary Undefeated, and we had the coach on. Right. Who, no one knew. It, this was before the documentary came out. I mean, even today, people probably still don't really fully know who that coach is or his story. But when you get those real stories and, and you know, they just kind of – touch you and as brockman said if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it but all right enough patting ourselves on the back for that one it, it i was, mean we do like to pat ourselves on the it, back it though. was it was a good a good one hey, but, have um, you seen any good movies this summer before we get to before rich calls in i don't know if i would classify it as good uh, i'll start with a rental or a on-demand movie i watched i did see the spider-man the new one with the kid from Facebook. The one from last year? The from one from last, last summer, right? I the, thought it was pretty good. The amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, other than that, the the wife and I went to see The Internship on oh, Sunday night. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, I, I get the reaction. It wasn't that bad, though. I mean, it, it was what it was. It was a serviceable summer comedy where I got some good laughs from it. It yeah. wasn't reinventing the wheel. Um Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Was that, was that being billed as like a Wedding Crashers sequel, or is it just kind of like, here are the guys that you thought were really funny in the Wedding Crashers, now here they are eight years later in another stupid yeah, movie? Pr- probably more so like that. Yeah. But uh, Asif Manvi was in it from The Daily Show, The Hilarious Correspondent, and um, Rose Byrne, the girl from Bridesmaids, was in it too. She was good. So I thought it was pretty good. But um, what about you? Yeah, speaking of laughs, I went and finally saw This Is The End. On Monday night, nice. That's the one with um, that's it's like with everybody. Yeah, right? like everybody, like Seth Rogen and Franco and Jonah Hill and Jay Baruchel and Craig Robinson, Danny McBride. That whole kind of you just said James Franco. It reminded me crew. of a tweet. Did you see the tweet Rich had the no. other, yesterday on his flight? Mm-mm. I think somebody tweeted about the Incredible Oz or whatever that movie was. Yep. and Rich tweeted. He won't be a guest on the podcast anytime soon. He's like, James Franco is human ambient. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I forget what, apparently it's, it was pretty good. But you know what? He, uh, it, uh, do we have a name for that whole crew? You know, like the Rat Pack, and then in the 80s there was the Brat Pack. Like, is there a name yeah. for these whole guys? I don't. It's a good. It's a good question. I don't know. It feels like because they're all just kind of in each other's movies, and yeah, they're, they, all they all seem to be friends. Or yeah, they're part of that Apatow, Judd Apatow, Freaks and Geeks, whatever. But yeah. this movie, I originally had zero interest in seeing. It just looked like a dumb kind of get together ensemble piece about the end of the world and wouldn't you know everyone said it was the funniest movie of the summer and lo and behold it was i was laughing from beginning to end really stupid guy humor just kind of like yucks easy laughs you know <laughs> jokes and whatever but it was like time code it might maybe time code on that one but it I was think there's a time code on that one that one that one's not getting by the goalie but it was just so funny and so absurd and yeah it's kind of like a apocalypse movie but it's so hilariously done well when i saw the trailer for it i thought it was just a spoof like i didn't think it was a real movie because they all play themselves is that right true, they're, they're playing themselves kind of turned up a little bit turned up a notch exaggerated yeah and so like jay baruchel comes to visit seth rogan because he hates coming coming to los angeles and they all go over to james franco's house because he's having a housewarming party and then so everybody's there like rihanna and michael Sarah and aziz Ansari and mindy kaling that dude's hilarious and then you know there's a gigantic sinkhole and the hollywood hills catch on fire and then the devil's running around killing and eating all everyone. right i want to see the movie now you don't have to i'm give just saying, I'm not, I'm not, giving, like i said like that's i'm not really giving up to the second act at i'm this not point? giving anything away i'm just telling you kind of what what goes on and Everything in between is just ridiculous. So is this a movie for Chris and Mrs. Law, or is well, this a Chris and some some boys, I, some bros? I know your wife, and I know knowing you, she puts up with a lot of your shenanigans. Yes, so yes. she's probably God on. She's probably on board with a lot of that stuff. So I feel like she would laugh a okay. lot. But also, if you want to have a few pops and go with your boys, you might. You know, it might be even more enjoyable. So I'm going you with my I'm boys. Saying? I would say go <laughs> with your buddies. Saying. Maybe take the wife to go see White House Down, which I saw over the weekend, oh, too. No. Man, so hold on. You saw two movies this weekend. Yep. Did you pull the Jim Mora? Did you pull the double feature? You no, you know buy what? buy one ticket and you go into two separate movies? I do like double featuring, <laughs> but the, uh, the times didn't match up. Uh-huh. When I have a free afternoon, I try to look to see if I can double feature with anything because I, I still need to see uh, Superman and World War Z. Oh, so man. I was trying to knock those out on one day because like, paying for both of those separately sounds like a disaster. <laughs> Sitting through both of those back-to-back well, sounds. That's what I mean, exactly. That's like six like, hours of my life I'm not going to get back. Sounds like a disaster. But uh, White House Down was fun. You know, kind of is what it is. I'm a little bit over these movies where we're just blowing up historical cities in the yeah. United States. I saw the Gerard Butler version that came out uh, what was that like six months ago yeah like not too long ago it's like a remake of a movie that came out six months ago with the white house but um but like you know i'm i'm, I'm down with channing tatum i kind of like him he's funny and he's kind of like he said last summer 21 jump street was great and that yeah. he was in that was underrated so. that was sneaky good like I, I didn't have expectations going into oh and that ended up being the funniest movie of the summer yeah i would agree with that and i mean you just saw Magic Mike, you said, for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and I saw Magic Mike for the first time about a month ago, and that was really good. I'm, I'm kind of on board with the uh, the Channing Tatum era. It seems like he's going to be around for a while. So Awesome. Are we uh, Are we playing? I heard uh, our email chain. You and I are on an email chain. We are. I, I, for pickup basketball. Yeah, are we playing on the 4th, or what's going on? Are we it seems, on it seems like we're going to celebrate our independence. We're going to kick off our independence 
with some basketball. Excellent. Some hoops. Get, get a little sweat in before we get a little burger, a little wings. The full spread. The full spread. I think uh, barbecue chicken, sausage, hot dogs, hamburgers. There's got to be some coleslaw in there. I don't know. What else do you have in your... Buffalo chicken dip. The wife has a killer recipe for buffalo chicken dip. It changes everything because it's great as a dip in and of itself with just a chip, or you can put it on top of your hot dog. You can put it on top. I mean, God, your wife really is a saint. If you're, <laughs> who knows how I landed that one. But <laughs> That's your greatest catch, my doing friend. Doing something right. I That's guess. my but greatest catch. Anyway, I think Rich is uh, Rich is calling in here. He just texted me. He's calling in. Hopefully, in the next thirty seconds. Excellent. So Rich is going to be calling us from an undisclosed location. In on the East Coast. On right? the East Coast, yeah, undisclosed East Coast location. And then after that, we'll get to uh, Trent Dilfer. Yep. And Michelle Beadle. And then we'll wrap this baby up. And hey, before before he calls in, or before I patch him through, I guess when I'm on the road and I'm gone, it's just make fun of law time. And <laughs> what do you blast. mean? It's, what put, do you mean it's make fun of law put time? Put law and blast. Oh, is law going to listen to this episode? I you guess know, we'll you find know it's out. really funny. Some of my buddies always chime in and they're like, you know, I love it when you and Rich just rip on the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but we all. But I'll tell you what. It's not. I mean, it, it's in do fun. It's in good fun. It's I'm, all in good I'm fun. sure when I'm away, you guys have your fun with me and whatever. And uh, we always like to guess whether or not you listen while you're out of town. So does Rich? Do you think? Do you think Rich downloads this podcast to, so to check in on us? So you're wondering if is Rich is going to chime in and download the podcast while he's on vacation to see what we're saying. Maybe even a better question. Does Rich know how to download a podcast? <laughs> of course he does. Just kidding. I'm does he s- download this? There's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. Knowing Rich like I do, uh, he's way too busy and way too consumed with whatever he has going on outside of Los Angeles to even take the time to listen to the opening 10 minutes. Right? <laughs> there, they can't be. Actually, let's put it this way. I propose that this is the poll question this week on the website. Yes, I can do that. Will Rich download this episode to check in on you and me to see if we're steering this ship clear of any icebergs? <laughs> what, what, did he, what did he mock me for at uh, topping, tipping the iceberg last week? And uh, he he made fun of my. Oh, and then we went on. And then didn't he describe what an and iceberg? And then he went on and described. <laughs> right as we're about to get to a serious moment with the Brian Banks podcast, he gets one little subtle jab in, which I oh, always appreciate. So many, so many jabs. I think we'll that we'll has to that be up, the poll question, right? We'll put that up as a poll question. See, if we put it up as the poll question, though. He might not listen to the podcast. Oh, but is he going to check the blog? But he will s- probably go to the blog to see if it's up. Hmm. It's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah, you know what? Because if he's... Cause it's collateral damage. If he sees the poll question, he then will have to make an extra click to download, and he might be doing this from his phone. I don't think he's going to take that extra step. He might not even go to the blog page. Here's what we'll do. We're going to put it up as the poll. Go to richeisen.nfl.com and vote on it. Next week's podcast, Brockman and I are not going to bring this up at all until the end of the show. Because if he hasn't brought it up before that point, that means he didn't listen. That means he did not listen. That's true. That's so true. So we will hold off on next week's show from bringing this and up. And we'll bring it up at the very end. At all. I we'll, like this and plan. And we'll bring it up at the end. I Sound like good? this plan. All right. All right. All Rich right. is on the phone. Through. I all right. Rich is on the phone. He might have hung up on us. Here he, hold on. Here he is. Rich. Right. How are you? How are you guys doing? Happy Fourth in, the, in advance. To yeah, boys. absolutely. Happy Fourth to you guys. Thank you. Any uh, any keep it up, you're going to lose moments on the flight. Um, <laughs> very very similar. Um, there was there was uh, 
oh god it was something somewhat similar but uh nothing yet i i do have my t-shirt with me though just in case something <laughs> arises but new york you know i've just spent a couple of days in new york city you got to have sharp elbows there that's not your um, go-to travel shirt though that keep it up you're gonna lose it seems like that'd be a good uh you know uniform for you when you're it flying be, it would be a, it would be a good thing to to wear i guess is armor yes like don't mess with me right um but I'm 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 just trying to relax here. I'm not trying to engage. I'm not trying to. Um, You're keeping a low profile. Raise. I'm not trying to raise any any threat level. No attack postures here. I'm just trying to enjoy one last respite before um, before the training camp season. Yeah, we're in July. We're a matter of weeks now from the beginning of training camp. Yeah, ten day, ten week, It was ten weeks uh, from um, from last Thursday that um, that Thursday night football begins in uh, in New England. Jets at Patriots, where obviously uh, the two tight end uh, system that they have a move to post Randy Moss uh, either needs new uh, coal for that engine or a complete retinkering with the uh, the uh, the Aaron Hernandez, I guess, his situation, the proper word for it, arrest and release, <laughs> and him uh, seemingly uh, in a fight for his life right now. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, 10 weeks from now when I'm in a New England area with the boys, it's going to be a totally different situation, uh, with the Jets showing up, um, most likely with Sanchez, who followed up the butt fumble with the butt dance, um, probably at the controls of that, uh, of that, uh, operation. Yeah, rough, uh, rough ten day stretch for New England sports fans, Rich. I'm sure you're reveling in that, being a New Yorker, and your your, your wife, uh, your wife and her family, not so much. Well, the one team I hate the most are the Red Sox, and they're the ones that are are somewhat right. Thank, thank goodness they, they might save my summer. Yes, so um, I am uh, just to reveal in the New England area right now. Ooh. so uh, a lot of folks here are pridefully wearing their Red Sox gear. <laughs> um, and hey, and and the Bruins made it to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals and one of the more exciting finals that we've seen. The Celtics totally dismantling themselves, and uh, the Patriots again. They still, uh, you know, with Tom, uh, we trust as they say. Uh, That's right, and Tom area. and Bill, we trust. we trust. Yep. Exactly. So if Brady's still there and Belichick's still at the controls, and they both are, uh, I still think that they're going to have um, uh, a fine season and one in which they have a, a Super Bowl contention at stake. If their defense can, can tighten up and if they somehow, some way can get Gronk to stay healthy and Amendola stays healthy, and, and in all honesty, Tim Tebow realizes the opportunity in front of him uh, to carry the football every now and then and maybe learn how to catch some passes from Brady. And I'm being serious here. Um, yeah. the, the, you, you know, the three of us have discussed this. Right. Uh, the, the, the Danny Woodhead role, to me, would suit a, a guy of his size to a tee. Oh, and be amazing. Um, if he is willing to do this, the opportunity is there for him to, to be in a team that has a winning chance with a coach and a staff with McDaniels who knows him and can bring the, you know, the transition to a, a place where it's not only um, easier for him, but one where it could be successful. And he can win some rings and, and have the platform that he was looking for going in to, to the New York area. Um, the opportunity's there for him. And I, I, I think, you know, everyone thinks that the Hernandez situation will be a distraction. I think when camp opens up for the Patriots, it'll be Belichick saying he's not here anymore. 
Right. I'm only going to I'm only going to talk about the players on the roster. Exactly. We'll talk about the people who are here, and if 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 he if he is somehow some way, uh, you know, forced I don't know how to discuss it or finds himself willing to discuss it. I mean, the the red flags that he had, nobody saw a murder coming or a murder charge. Let's Mm -hmm. put it that way. So um, I still think it'll be um, uh, an interesting open to camp for them, but sooner rather than later, it's just going to be back to normal, and the Patriots have an opportunity to win uh, double-digit games in the division this year. And once January hits, if Brady can find some receivers and the defense can tighten up, they've got a chance. They really do. You you mentioned find some receivers, and I kind of threw this theory out there on Twitter. I don't think it's going to happen, but you think there's any chance that Belichick just goes full kind of fu and gives Randy Moss a call back or Ocho or possibly To? I don't think so. Uh, I think the Patriots have uh, the guys that are in camp. They've got their guys, and I think that they their their running backs are, are are maybe a strength. All those young kids that they had back there running the football. Yeah, like Garrett Blunt's um, on that roster. Well, they were they were second in the league in rush attempts last year. Not a lot of people I know. I think that they've got a great shot. With an offense minus Hernandez, I mean Hernandez is injured for a third of the season every year anyway. It's if Gronk Gronk has got to come back. I mean he's their best red zone threat, and if Amendola can stay healthy and be the facsimile of Wes Welker that everybody hopes he can be, um, the Hernandez thing will will prove to be somewhat of a media distraction in the beginning. And um, and if if they falter sometime around week five, week six offensively, people will be wondering how much do they miss him. But I, find, I think the Patriots are one of those teams that, that will find a way to make up for it. And they certainly have an entire training camp to know, fully knowing that Fernandez is not going to be there. Hmm. You know, What do you make of, but, uh, of the Giants? It looks like they're, they're trying to get Cruz locked up long term. I think that's a, yeah, a... I mean, we see it every year, don't we, guys? We're, we're, there are guys who are coming in and, um, and, and want their new contract and threaten to hold out, and then training camp hits, and they're there. And they're there. You know, and, and, um, and Cruz will be there, and Knicks will be there, and you know, and and uh, that's one of the more exciting games I see on the, on the, on on our roster is uh, Giants and Bears week six. You know, Eli Manning and all both Manning brothers we've got on Thursday night this year, and they've been immune to the short week woes that uh, have befallen uh, road quarterbacks. Eli last year going to Carolina and ripping them uh, apart uh, in Chicago uh, with their whole new way of life post Erlocker. That's going to be one of more of my favorite games coming up and. You know, um, it's just I, I'm, I'm sort of trying to take this weekend of just being away from it all, hmm. and then and then the adrenaline's going to hit. I don't know about you guys, I'm feeling it now. It's beginning. It's, it's beginning to. It's beginning to hit me. Yeah, I was with somebody over the weekend, and he told me he signed up for a fantasy football league already. Now uh, that's crazy. That's I crazy. was like, wow. Well, well, to me, that's crazy talk. I don't know what you guys did Saturday or Sunday, but you, I, you know, I turn on the TV Saturday evening, and it, you know, there's no. We're in the sports dead zone right now, and nothing but baseball. Yeah. Well, I mean, baseball is is occupying my time a little bit right now. But yeah, I, me too. I, I totally hear your law. I mean, and and I think that's when now you know we're going to be cooking up our hot dogs and burgers this weekend and celebrating uh, another birthday for for our our country, and then we're just going to turn our attention to. Uh, this, you know, there'll be the baseball all-star game, which I hope uh, the Dodgers Puig plays in. That'll be fun. Uh, and then, and then, and then it's all, and then it's football, all football, all the time. Uh, and I can't wait for that. Well, I, I but, know our uh, time's limited. In a few minutes, in a few minutes I have left with you. I, I want to hit up a couple things with you guys. Number one, the Brian Banks podcast. I don't know about you, but my Twitter exploded. Exploded. It's still exploding daily. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. 
I mean, it has it has to be the number one uh, podcast in terms of fan reaction. Certainly, positive ones. Uh, absolutely, the way he handled himself the way he comported himself, the way he reacted to our line of questioning. Uh, I think a lot of people who listened to that were just, you know, not only responded to his positive energy, but to you know uh, his opportunity at hand right now. And, um, you know, I'm just getting goosebumps even recalling it. And, you know, the amount of people that have text- tweeted me, texted me, and all of that stuff saying how much they enjoyed it. So I wanted to give you guys a pat on the back for that, too. Now, absolutely. Congratulations to you, Rich. I- I've been saying it and tweeting it to anyone who will listen. Incredible. And if you're not rooting for this guy, shame on you. You know, and then, and then what uh, Law and I did, I don't know what you guys have discussed about what we did last week in San Diego. Well, as always, sport. Rich, my invite was lost in the, in well, the stratosphere, just, uh, but that's Law, fine. I'll, I'll, Law, let me handle this one. Yeah, okay. yeah, go for it. Um, in a way, um, you know, this was a podcast taping. Um, oh, okay. Oh, so if you're going to spin Law, it that way, Law, I get it. Also, you know, we, we taped a... Um, we taped, um, a, uh, an interview before we left, I don't want to say with who yet, um, for the uh, kickoff special. Yes. A television show. Oh, uh, okay. Law, ha- Law handled. Law set up, he handled, and I'm just, I'm just saying, Brockman, that, you know, to the victors go the spoils. that makes any sense. I, I, hey, Rich, I get it. Law, tell me he's smiling. Oh, it he, doesn't sound like he is right now. He's got now. a bead coming off his forehead right now. No, no, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, we, we did have a good time down there in San Diego. Though we, we alluded to the two guests earlier. You sat down with uh, Trent Dilfer for a lengthy chat. Yep, that's coming up on this edition of the podcast. Right? Yep, that'll be coming up next. And then right after that, uh, we got to sit down with um, the Beetle. lovely Michelle Beadle of the crossover. Are you are you a Battlestar guy, Brockman? No, I haven't. I've never no. seen it. I remember when uh, we well, when you Marshall, guys mentioned. That. Who did you mention last week? Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Trisha Helfer. yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so traveled out. I'm so tired. No, that, go, that goes right over I, my I, head. I, no, I have no memory about anything short-term at all. <laughs> um, but we had a good time. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the folks at, at the NFL, uh, Tracy Perlman and her, and her staff and the EA Sports people uh, put together an incredible event on the deck of the USS Midway aircraft carrier that's docked in San Diego. They put a piece of uh, astroturf right there on the deck where they used to take off and land um, uh, military aircraft and then, you know, put together two teams of serious Hall of Famers, both Sanders, Dion Barry, uh, Marino Rice, all of those guys Aikman. were there. Uh, Aikman, uh, Tim Brown, and uh, on uh, Wednesday, they had a, um, a skills challenge that Dilfer and I called for ESPN, by the way. Oh, Which really? He's putting me back on the air for this show in November. Uh, on this day that we are taping, uh, tweeted out Johnny Hacker's video with the good, perfect guys using the phrase punters are people too to their 6.7 million followers on Twitter. So maybe I'm making a, a Bristol Renaissance right here. Um, <laughs> but it's me and Dilfer calling that. That's going to be airing, I believe, Thanksgiving week in November on ESPN. And then the flag football game itself is airing. A, uh, last week of August, right before a preseason football game on NBC. Yep. And uh, Mayock and I did that call, and that was a blast, an absolute blast. No, it was, it was, a, it was a fun two days. I was telling him that the, the competition amongst the guys was, you know, at first they started a little loose, and then once uh, when push comes to shove, those, those guys get into it. 
Oh, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, it may sound like, oh, why would I watch a flag football game? Because these Hall of Fame athletes were going crazy. They were screaming at refs. Coaches were going, the two coaches were Philip Rivers and Dwight Freeney. They were going nuts. The whole crowd was going crazy because they're going to get a free Madden 25 game if their team won. And the atmosphere was unbelievable. And it was just a lot of fun. And then there was a party the night before where Law wore a, uh, um, a, uh, um, a Mark Sanchez-type headband. Uh, yeah, what was uh, that all about? Yeah, what was that all about? Come on now. Look, 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 look. You, you can't defend that. I can totally defend it. The, no, the, it's indefensible. It's not, there's no defense. Oh, man. And, and I, tweeted, I tweeted back he had the Pete Campbell hairline going. <laughs> it, was, it was the angle in which Rich took the photo from. <laughs> Come on. The follic- no, I'm no. not follically challenged. So, but but uh, one of the guys who was there for the uh, skills challenge was Steve Hutchinson, the recently retired Steve Hutchinson, future Hall of Famer. And I think, Law, you, you, you became a big Hutch fan with his wife, Landon. Too, oh, right. They were two of the greatest people. You, I mean, you you kind of talked him up, and I, you know, I, I thought maybe you had overhyped, and not he's at all. He's guy, right? he's awesome. We're going to get him on this podcast, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, sometime here in the near future. He is going to be yeah, as, as Aaron Rodgers is our Game of Thrones guy, our Game of Thrones go to guy. You know what? You know what show Hutch is, Brockman? Hmm. You'll never guess. If I gave you fifteen guesses, you'll never guess. For, for a TV show? Yes. Desperate Housewives. Uh, I mean, you're in this. You're in the somewhat vicinity, but. Downton Abbey. Oh, wow. <laughs> Downton Abbey. Wow. A little masterpiece theater chat with Steve Hutchinson. That's Unbel- unbelievable. When, when Downton Abbey returns, certainly for all you the UK listeners out there. But anyway, I'll wrap it up with this, that we have a lot of fun at uh, the EA, and the conversations that are coming up are, are really a lot of fun. Dilfer is really uh, a savant when it comes to football, and Beatle is hilarious. And... Um, and uh, I guess uh, the night before, we went karaoke. And I know that I made this chat with you guys last week about what I do for the karaoke. But, but bottom line is this. You'll hear. I back my words up with my, with my voice. Okay, <laughs> I, can, I cannot wait it to hear that. It was a great moment at the Lamplighter. Let's just put it that way. All right, Rich. Enjoy your fourth, buddy. Best to your family. And, yeah, best to the family. Before we let you go. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Here's Sue's. Sue's making her podcast debut. Oh, excellent. Hey, listen, girls. Rich is on vacation, okay? Can you hold down the fort yourself? No, nobody wants an hour of law in Brockman. We've got to get a little rich. Let's in be honest. Listen, I, 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 get, I get five minutes on Sundays from you two yodels. So, you know, listen, this is vacation time. I, I am Channing Tatum, and the podcast is the White House, and I'm holding it down. Did you just call yourself Channing Tatum? Really? Did, <laughs> really? You see Ab- what i got to deal with here, Suze? Abso-freaking-lutely, Suze. Really? Did, did you really? You're, you're like Zach Braff at that. Oh, At God. Best. That hurts my Brockman, soul. Brockman, we're in your area of the world. Well, you better hold it down wicked hot. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you better back down. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. right. You two massholes. I'll take you down myself. I'll slap you right across your face. Look, dude. Seriously. I wish I had a better Boston accent because I'm really from here. It's not so good. <laughs> Listen, we're getting wicked late here. Hey, yeah, you guys are on East Coast time. Enjoy, enjoy Rich, enjoy Coop and, and Xander. Have a good one, and uh, you're the best, Suze. Enjoy the weekend. All the best, and it's both of you. All right. See you, Suze. I think he's gone. Is he coming back? I think that was his out. I think that was his send off. I think that was his. He his like send-off. he passed the phone to Suze and let her just take it home. Yeah, he's he's off the line. He's he's out. But that, that's amazing. No, that's good. I mean. One of the questions I was going to ask him, because it is the 4th of July and a lot of people are listening on the 4th, is most people do both at some point during the day, but what's your go-to first? Oh, that's do what I was going to hot dog? Yeah, I was going to ask Rich. Go hamburger? I wanted to know what his go-to uh, barbecue cookout was. I like to warm up 
my palate and my gullet with a hot dog. With a hot dog. I don't, I don't, I'm, I respect that call. I mean, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest is that sure. morning. Love watching the hot dog Love contest. Love I, I think Kobayashi's out, right? He's no, he done. hasn't done it in a few years. Joey he got, Chestnut? He got kicked out. Joey Chestnut has won like six in a row or something. I think I he's think. gotten arrested a few times since. They, all those guys go crazy. <laughs> I don't know what happens, but when you're shoving 72 Nathan's hot dogs. This down. is what I, this is what I was having a conversation with someone the other day about. You get 12 minutes, or maybe maybe it's down to 10. I think it's 12. I think you're correct. How many can you eat in 12 minutes? Do you think you could get to 10? Hot dogs? Yeah, but the way they do it, though, you've oh. got to eat the bun, too. 10 hot dogs in 12 minutes? That's with a bun. I mean, and think about it. Joey Chestnut's eating 65. It depends. Are we going, are these like... Ballpark plump? Or no, these? these are these are Nathan's, the thin well, dogs, Nathan's, and yeah. you eat a, and you got to eat the bun also. Ooh. I might be able to get to ten. I think in an eating contest situation with an appropriate prize on the line, I would do with I an appropriate it. prize. I'm not just doing it to do it. I mean, I got a figure to worry about here, bro. Are you working on Fourth of July? I'm not. I have off the the weekend. Should we set up a hot dog eating contest between you and me and somehow <laughs> film it? We, you know what we should do. We should set up a brat eating contest and go to Worst Cooch. Do you have a hundred dollars to spend on? <laughs> That's true. They are like seven dollars sausages. My sausage the other day, which was amazing, I forget what it is that I got. Uh, we're talking about a sausage place. Yeah, on, there's, a, there's this German sausage house. There's in, two of in them now Ven- in, LA. in Venice, California, and it's uh, a good spot. It might. It was like eight fifty oh, for yeah. one of these specialty. But sub- it's like alligator and yeah. it's like alligator and I had Moroccan jalapeno. lamb last week. Oh, which was stuff. which is fantastic. They got some great German. So you think you could get to ten? Uh, in twelve minutes, I think I could get to. I think I could get to, the buns are what would kill me. If right, it was just the hot dog. I could just do the hot dog, no, no problem, problem. But with the bun and the way they do it at the hot dog eating contest, they dip, dip it, it in, in that liquid, so it kind of like liquefy goes down the tube. Ugh. It's but, so disgusting. But I mean, how do you not like? You just feel horrible the rest of the day, oh, which you, is why I don't want to do this. You wouldn't be able to eat anything the rest of the day because I know I know I don't, I don't know about you, but I like to load up on beer. Uh, well, I, I don't drink, so well, I'm talking know. about me, right? But you know, you got your pasta salad or your potato salad, or see, your, I'm not a big mayonnaise or guy, your so coleslaw. I'm, a... I'm a big coleslaw guy. Uh, you know, barbecued chicken breasts. Yes, if you bust out, obviously hamburgers, turkey burgers. Uh, we like to play yard games and everything, oh, like, like a little little darts or cornhole or something yeah, outside. Absolutely, the game. absolutely. So, uh, is that what your go to? Do you warm up with a hot dog I, I, or not? I, I go hot dog first. Yeah, I, I do prefer actually a kibasa over a hot okay. dog, but it's it's the nation. It's America's hot birthday, so yeah, I'll do the hot dog. for sure. One thing we like to do at our friend's house, we like to watch Independence Day. Ah. So we, we cook out for a while, and then we all kind of hunker inside, and we watch Independence Day. Is that Day. Bill Pullman as that's president? Bill, that's Bill Pullman. I get president Pullman Bill and Paxton Pullman. mixed up all the time. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Paxton is in True Lies. Got it. Bill, Pull- oh, yeah. Bill Pullman is Spaceballs <laughs> and Independence His Day. His character in True Lies oh. is one of the greatest. Is amazing. Ever. Is amazing. But, uh, all right, we've rambled on long enough. Rich alluded to it earlier. Um, sat down. On the USS Midway with Trent Dilfer. Excellent. Um, Trent, the conversation is really interesting because Trent works with, uh, he's working with uh, the elite QB camps. Yeah, he does that he high kind, school elite kind stuff of runs every that. Year. Yeah. So he actually flew out the next day to go to the finals for that. So he was out. But um, here's, uh, here's Rich's conversation with Trent Dilfer uh, from last week down on the USS Midway. Thrilled to have on the Rich Eisen podcast an old friend, and I mean that in the most uh, sincere way possible. 
Um, now on ESPN, for many, many years, one of the top analysts <laughs> on sports television and a Super Bowl winning quarterback. To boot, Trent Dilfer, Thanks. good to see you. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding me? We are sitting here on a, on, on a ship, the USS Midway, in the middle of San Diego, about to do a skills competition for the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and whatnot. This is the, this is the TV life, Trent Dilfer. TV life and the football life. I mean, football, we talk about all the time. It's such a great sport. Right. Um, our networks do such a great job covering it. Um, but what it brings those of us that are in the business, experiences like this. We get to be around some of the greatest players that ever lived on an, an incredible atmosphere hosted by a great company. I mean, this is, this is really cool. Yeah, EA Sports and Madden, and we're going to watch like Warren Moon try and throw passes to Jerry Rice and... Aikman to Deion Sanders, just like back in the day. It doesn't suck. No, it does not suck. <laughs> that does not suck. Are you enjoying the television? I do. I, I do. And, and, you know, I got my start with you working for NFL Network uh, right. in the playoffs while I was still a player. And uh, I, I think that's when I said, okay, this could be something because I enjoyed the team aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed um, the prep. Uh, it was the closest thing to playing. You're still in the game. You're studying the game. Uh, you have a team around you, and you're dependent upon them for your success. Um, anytime they say somebody's good on TV, you have to look at who he works with, right? Because we can't do this on our own. We, we need uh, great people helping us out, both behind the camera and on camera. So uh, I enjoy that part of it, and, and I enjoy looking at the game a little bit differently. When you're a player, you're so caught up in the X's and O's. It's so much about tactics. It's the grind every day of having an advantage that way. And then you step back from TV and you can look at it from 30,000 feet. And I, I, I say it all the time, I wish I knew then what I know now. It would have been a much healthier perspective to play the game with the perspective I have of it now. But when in your transition, you know, I was there for your transition, mm-hmm. as you pointed out. I mean, when you came off the field and started doing stuff with us and then you did a, a, a year with us and mm-hmm. moved up to, uh, east to Bristol, um, w- we just had Erlacher on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he said he would have a difficult time doing the transition that you've done because he doesn't want to criticize players. And he says, sitting in a locker room, these guys referring to folks like yourself, mm-hmm. athletes who, who go from the field to, to TV, they know when they were in a position like me, they didn't want to hear it from guys who no longer do it on television. He didn't want to be that guy. What do you, what do you think of when you hear that? It's the hardest thing. Without a doubt, and Brian's correct. Um, that, that's the, the demon, I guess, you chase off. Uh, I made a decision early on um, that, for one, I wasn't going to criticize the off the field, the, the person, um, unless that person had proved over a long period of time that they deserved harsh criticism. So I stick to that rule. Um, the other one is I try, if you notice, I always say something nice about the player. First of all, so Brian Urlacher is one of the greatest players has ever played, dominated the middle of the defense for the Chicago Bears, set the tempo and the cadence for who that organization is. But this year struggled with some lateral speed. Many times didn't take on blocks like I used like he used to didn't have the range he used to have. So you start it with the good stuff, making sure the audience understands you're talking about a great player here. And then, but my job is to be objective what's actually happening now on the field. And uh, I, I try to find a healthy balance there. Have I lost some friends? Yeah, unfortunately. You have, really? Oh, absolutely. Um, some, some dear friends that just can't handle anything 
negative ever being said about them. Are they felt true? Are they fellow quarterbacks? Yeah, typically the quarterbacks are the most sensitive. To be quite honest with you, um, I think because so, they are so great. I say it all. I'm the biggest quarterback apologist on TV. Ninety <laughs> percent um, of what I say about quarterbacks is positive because I respect them so much. But even the best make bonehead decisions, and when they do. I think it's fair that everybody understands that, hey, Aaron Rodgers just made the same type of mistake that Jamarcus Russell made four years ago. And the audience goes, oh, that could never happen. Well, it does. Guys misread coverages. They, you know, they, have, they launch missiles that don't hit their targets. They you know, blow the run game. They throw game-deciding interceptions. It's just the nature of the beast. Um, so when those comments come out, I've, uh, the quarterbacks tend to be pretty sensitive. And so, and so was I, by the way, Rich. Yeah, because we I, all we all were. Hey, listen, you when when you and I worked together, and I don't think I'm telling any tales at a yeah. school about this. You told me you used to be one of the worst red asses that the the NFL has ever, ever put in cleats, and now you know you have progressed as a human being, yes. as a broadcaster, as a professional, yes. and so. I guess when you hear from guys who say, listen, you don't know what you're talking about or I don't want to be your friend anymore or, hey, you know me, why would you say this on TV? Do you put yourself in their shoes yeah, a little bit? Or? Absolutely. Uh, all the time. And wow. I remember, you know, Phil Sims when I was playing, he, he was the best, in my opinion, of dealing with quarterbacks. Uh, production meetings, off camera, he would tell you, listen, I respect what you're doing. I see all the good stuff. And, you know, and these bad, but we're going to talk about these bad things. By the way, I did all these bad things, so I really understand it. Right. And I understand the why for the bad stuff. And I thought Phil was always very fair with framing the conversation, not that this is a bad player, it's a bad play. And there's a big difference. And I, I think the player now, and I was the same way, we don't hear bad play, we hear bad player. And that's what becomes offensive. And, and I, I don't say bad player. I'll say that was a bad play. This was a series of bad plays. He's... He's struggling with bad plays in these situations. Um, never is he a bad player. If they're starting quarterback in the National Football League, if they're a backup in the NFL, they're a great player. They may not be re- great relative to Aaron and Tom and, and Peyton, but they're great relative to the thousands and thousands of other people playing the position. So um, it, it's the hardest part of the job. I'm trying to justify as much as I can. I found peace with it. Um, it has, there have been some hard times, but I also think it's fair. Um, and by the way, some of those guys that were pretty sensitive a few years ago have now since come back and said, I get it. They get what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I think the funny thing is this too, Rich, and and I don't know who's listening to this in terms of players. A lot of people. In terms of players. Oh, okay. (laughs) I, uh, they all kind of want to be doing it. They may say. Doing what you do for them. They all say they don't want to. But it's amazing how many people are interviewing at your network, at our network, at the other networks who are going to the boot camps, who are dying to be a part of it because they see it's a way to stay involved in the game, stay close to owners, coaches, players, media members. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a perspective that they wish they could have had as players. But you have to work at it. I mean, I'm, and I don't have to tell you this. Hard. I'm just only following up what yes. you're saying right now. I'm not saying this because you, you embody it. I mean, it, a lot of players believe they can do what you do mm-hmm. and have made the transition that you've made folks like Marshall and Dion, mm-hmm. Sapp, Irvin, who I work with mm-hmm. he, he, at, at ESPN, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. How many guys, Chris Carter, make this transition seamlessly in a way? You've really got to hump it. You've got to get on the phone. You've got to call guys. You've got to stay current. 
got to, I mean, Warner, Kurt Warner watches more film maybe now than he did when he was a quarterback I, I in the NFL. I so much tape, it's scary. Yeah, because you don't want, part is you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to go in front of a bunch of people that are mm-hmm. trusting you to tell them what's actually happening because they don't have the All-22. They don't know how to look at the All-22. Um, they're trusting that what you tell them is true. So when I say, hey, that wasn't cover two, right? That corner didn't blow the covers. I mean, the corner did blow the coverage. It was quarters. and That safety wasn't supposed to help. That I've studied that play multiple times. And I know because the will went flat instead of vertical, that tells me it's quarters to that side of the field. I mean, we've been doing this a long time, so we know what to look for. When we're calling coaches and, and owners and GMs and players, we're, we know what to ask. We know what really matters. Um, we work, I work very, very hard at this. Um, I, I think I took the same work ethic that I had in the NFL and even built upon it uh, in this stage of my, my life and for this career. And um, It's like anything. that Your success is built off your preparation. And you have to prepare for our game days, which is pre- or post-game Sundays, Monday nights for you Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to really be dialed in to the different lanes that game can go down. And um, I, I love the challenge. Who do you think, as a current quarterback, would be great at what, at this? I've got one. Well, I think Peyton would be unbelievable. Right. He won't do it. He'll own a team. He'll own- <laughs> yeah, Peyton's going to own a team. <laughs> He's more smart enough yes. to go into management. Exactly. Right. Uh, he'll bypass management. He'll just own it. <laughs> he'll right. be a part owner. Right. Um, that's a good question. I think there's going to be some guy. There's some backups. I think would be very good at it. Um, How about our, our our mutual friend Matthew? Oh, well, I think Matthew he's ready. Brilliant. He's uh, ready, right? He'll be brilliant. Hassel, uh, he's but. so witty. Um, he has a great way of communicating with people. He's self-deprecating, which I think is important. I think the audience really needs to understand that we take the game very serious. We don't take ourselves that seriously. Well, you taught me not a lot a, about that. Yeah, is that right? Yes. Did, I, did I really? Yes. The, you taught me a lot. I mean, here you are. You're the face of the network. You're up there. People are looking for your information. Your analysts are looking at you to drive traffic, and you'll be the first to make fun of yourself. And, and I think there's a... I think the fan wants to see, wants to see that. Absolutely. They want to hear that. They want to know that... We're not talking down to you. We're talking with you. We're having a conversation. There happens to be a camera there Correct. looking at us. So Matthew will do a great job with that. He does not take himself too serious. The hardest thing coming in, though, all these guys are going to transition, and I had to learn this. I remember, my greatest story I tell people is when I wrote out my first ever. I remember this. I remember I did the telestration, and I wrote out line by line how I was going to transition. So I'd hit everything where I wanted to be the greatest telestration ever. And I just choked. And I came back to the desk and you looked at me and you said, don't ever do that again. You're too good for that. Rip up those sheets and That's just right. be instinctive with it. Don't try to say too much. I said, I've showed you my pinky. And I said, you know more in this. And I held the tip of my pinky uh, to the knuckle. I said, you know more here than most people know in their entire body. Yeah. So I, I, I remember that. We try to, as players, we try to say too much. We try to explain too much. We try to go real micro. And... You can't do that on TV. Um, before we go out and do this fake competition, <laughs> well, which is really a competition. It's fun. Uh, not really a fake competition. But before you go out there, um, I want to talk to you about the current quarterbacks in the game right now. Uh, prior to uh, eight months ago, you were the only uh, human being on the planet who could say that I was a Baltimore Raven quarterback who won a Super Bowl. Flacco now joins you in that regard. And so many people are looking at him 
And to me, he's the fascinating story that few people are talking about, even though he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, because how will he perform with Anquan Bolden in San Francisco with expectations now heaped upon him with this huge contract that some people, as his agent already felt this pressure because he went ahead and started talking about it, some people are going to point to this contract and say, a lot of guys aren't here because you have eaten up this cap space. How do you think Flacco is going to handle all of this going into a big Baltimore season? Yeah, I think he'll handle it pretty well based on how he handled last year. What, what Joe showed me more than anything else, and not that I didn't think he not already had this, but he has that no-flinch mentality. Uh, the, no moments too big, no circumstances too big. He almost thrives um, the more pressure that's on him. Um, so there is a lot of pressure. I think it's the, the unfortunate nature of the salary cap right now that you can, you can really hold your team hostage with mm-hmm. one contract, and that contract usually goes to the quarterback. Um, a, a lot of stuff will be said about them, and I don't think they're going to be a great team. I think they'll be a good team, um, but you lose that many pieces, it's going to be hard to be great. So um, I think he's going to have to weather some storms. I think he will. He's proven that. Uh, the thing that Joe amazed me with last year was how much he really had some tendencies that I thought were going to be a big problem mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. And not only did he improve upon them, he turned bad things into good things. He had one of the best playoff runs ever. And it was doing stuff that he, that wasn't his fastball during the regular season. I mean, he was a pick-and-stick guy. He's not a guy that would work deep into progressions. Uh, he was predominantly a right-handed passer. I mean, I dug deep into Joe Flacco and watched every play over and over and over. And I was really concerned. As talented as he is, as good as he is, I thought the really good teams would be able to slow him down. It's almost as if he knew his flaws and went to work at him before the playoffs and made dramatic changes. So if he builds off that, he can become one of the dominant players in this league. What do you mean by a right-handed passer, predominant right-handed oh, passer? Because obviously he's not throwing with his left hand occasionally. Over 10 yards, his, it was astronomical how much. I, don't, I wish I had the stats in front of right, me. I have sheets sure. of paper in my right. office. But I want to say, and this is a guess, but I want to say like 70% of his completions over 10 or 15 yards were to his right. And you don't see that in the NFL anymore. You saw that in the 80s. In the 90s, mm-hmm. teams were very right-handed. The ball would go to the right side most of the time in the passing game. Now it's very balanced. Now left formations are as predominant as right formations. You, you work your weak side as much as your strong side. So, I mean, it jumped out on tape. As I started doing the research, I was like, oh, my gosh, these other teams have to know this. But then he goes into the Super Bowl, and he has big plays to his left. Throughout the playoffs, he made big plays to his left. And um, that's a hard fix to make when you're conditioned to do something one way all the time. Sure. Uh, Rod Woodson, our, our friend, and uh, uh, who we're going to see out here on the deck uh, as part of this event, uh, he said that you give defensive coordinators an opportunity to stop a pistol-type offense an entire non-playing season in, in the tape room to take a look at what the Kaepernick's of the world, RG3's of the world, all of this stuff that we're seeing that a lot of people think is the new NFL, he says is going to be shut right down in 2013. Where do you stand on that style of quarterbacking moving forward? The polar opposite. And Rod, <laughs> I love Rod it. is probably top three favorite people I ever played with. Of course. Um, and it hurts me to argue with him this vehemently. Here's the problem with that. It's defensive-centric people give too much credit to game planning and not enough credit to math. And the zone read is math. It's simple math. 
it's addition. You have more players blocking less players because you're not blocking one. Okay, so you have the addition part of it. So basically your guard and your tackle, you have two mm-hmm. blocking one. And pile drive, you have 600 plus pounds moving 300 into a linebacker because you're not blocking the end. Then you have geometry because that tackle has angles on that defensive tackle. So you have addition and geometry. You have all the right angles. When we build a run game in the NFL, it's all about numbers and angles. And the zone read gives us numbers and it gives us angles. Then you take in third reaction football. And what I mean by that is the run game is first reaction. Defense is in first reaction mode. Play action pass is second reaction mode. They react to run. Their second reaction is to pass. That's why play action is so successful. Zone replay action becomes third reaction mode because it's run by the back, first reaction. Mm -hmm. Second reaction run by the quarterback, third reaction play the pass. And the gaping holes in the defense and the ability for the offense to create a shell in the secondary that is so simplistic, we call it training camp shell, meaning it's like what you see the first day of training camp. One safety, zone coverage, strong safeties there, backers are stationary. It just becomes a very vanilla, static look. Because they have to sit there and go, okay, first reaction, we got to look at this, this back. We got to stop the, the bell cow runner. Well, now we got to stop the quarterback, the Kaepernick, the Russell Wilson, the RG3, whoever it is. Supremely talented Supremely individuals. Supremely talented and physical and gifted in reading it. They've been doing this. I work with these youth-level quarterbacks from the time they're 12 up. This is what they're doing in Texas. This is what they're doing in Florida. This is what they're doing in California. They're sticking the ball in the belly. They're reading the end or the or the defensive tackle, because you can run midline, too, where you don't block the defensive tackle. They're reading it, same as reading a secondary player. They're pulling it out, putting the defense in conflict, and they have these the most simplistic looks you've ever seen. And they never turn their back to the defense, because it's all in front of them. They don't have to deal with this play-action pass issue that so many young quarterbacks from the collegiate level of the NFL have had to deal with. And one more element to it, too, is that it's... If you put all your eggs in stopping the zone read, you're putting all your eggs in stopping some of those four to six plays a game. The difference is that you can turn your run game to make it look like zone read when it's straight power, when it's straight zone, when it's straight counter. And the backer's keys, when they look back in the backfield, it looks like zone read to them. The safety, it looks like zone read to them. And it's basic run plays that they've been run since the 50s. How do you stop this? The way you describe it, the way you stop it is, and this is talking to tons of high school coaches, college coaches, is one, you have to force them to try to throw the ball deep. So you have to take away all the short stuff, right? So you have to jump the short stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have to have dominant defensive linemen that can push back, that can change line of scrimmage. If you can change line of scrimmage, now the numbers even out a little bit. The geometry evens out a little bit. But that's easier said than done. So... While we're on the subject of polar opposites, do you think this rookie class of quarterbacks is going to be the polar opposite of last year, where we saw so many guys exceed so greatly in the first year? And I understand we're talking about, again, one, two in the draft, but we're also talking about Russell Wilson. I, I, Kaepernick technically isn't a first-year quarterback, he although he, you know, in terms of a starting experience, he, he damn sure was. And then you take a look at this quarterback class that you, your draft coverage and our draft coverage universally panned, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Do you think, is there anybody out there that, that, that's going to, well, in 2013, I was get more done? bullish on this group than most. Again, though, I'm a big apologist, and I, I'm upfront about that. that right. If I'm going to make an error on a quarterback, it's going to be on the positive side. Sure. Um, I saw some good in this group. Now, what I didn't see was any unique traits in any of this group. And what 
the Hall of Fame is littered with guys that have it a unique trait. They do one thing better than everybody else or the top 1% of everybody, uh, whether it's Dan Marino's release or Peyton Manning's brain or, or whatever it is. Um, and this group lacked that unique trait. There's some really good football players, and if they go to the right systems, they're system-fit guys, um, but nothing unique. And then I think we were so down on this group because we compared it. It's just natural to compare it to 2012. And there's no comparison. Which right? I think will go down as the greatest quarterback all time. of all time. And 83, 83's phenomenal. Those are my heroes. Those were my mentors when I came in. It hurts me not to say 83 will all be always One of them's the going to be on the deck exactly. later on Marino. In Marino. Oh, right. This group is, it, it's so good and so deep. Um, and there's, they have very few flaws, and they're in good organizations. That's the other thing, too. Fit is so mm-hmm. much, and these guys went to places where they really fit. A Tannehill in Miami. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think he has a chance to be as good as most of them. You so, do. I really do. So I, I, think, I, I think that group in 2012 is so spectacular that 13 will always kind of be the redheaded stepchild of it. But is there one in this class? Is there, is E.J. Manuel looks like he's going to get a shot. Obviously, they have to get a shot. Obviously, they got to be thrown out there. It's possible Geno Smith. I liked Geno a lot. Um, I thought Geno had the competitive temperament and that burning desire, that fierceness in his will that all these guys have that are great. Uh, I think he's he got blown up on some mechanic stuff that I could not disagree more with. And I, I had a unique look into Geno. I ha- Geno, I had him as a counselor at my Elite 11 for six days. You know, 18 hours a day I was with him film room, um, leadership training, on the field, all this stuff. And the things he got knocked for, I saw firsthand for six days, and it was exact opposite of what people were saying. Um, does he have some body language stuff? Does he have some negative self-talking he needs to get through? Absolutely. But we all have demons we chase away. Uh, I, I think Gino has a chance to be pretty darn good. Uh, what is this Elite 11 for those? Because I see you tweeting about yeah, it all the time. It's it's a it's a... Uh, labor of love. It's a passion play for me. I was asked to take over a few years ago. It was a great camp for years. Bob Johnson, Andy Bark started it, uh, was the elite quarterback. So it's always been the premier high school rising senior quarterback event uh-huh. in the country. What we've really built into is a culture. And we, we really focus on the holistic development of these kids. Obviously, all the football stuff, the skill development, but also the mind and also the soul. We really want, we realize that future leaders in America, a lot of them are quarterbacks. They played quarterback in one position. And and a lot of the, the traits they learned from playing that position translated into success elsewhere. Uh, my staff at TDFB, which is my company, um, staff of 22 quarterback. I call them mentors. I don't get into guru world. I don't think there are gurus. <laughs> um, but the best in the business. Um, thousand quarterbacks this summer we evaluated, or this spring we evaluated on film or in person. Uh, we narrow it through six giant regional, what we call camp petitions, because part of it's a camp, a learning setting. Part of it's a, a titian, the competition sure. part of it, where we're trying to identify the 18 best, which then we take to Nike's campus for six days, um, which is coming up starting tomorrow. And we do the most exhaustive, complete competition you could possibly imagine. Um, very brand, a lot of technology partners, innovative partners that help us with the evaluation, with the training. Um, and it's, it's just become, it probably doesn't sound right coming from me because I'm the leader of it, but it really has become the premier amateur football event in the country. And it's around the most prestigious position. 
Um, they're rising seniors. These are this is who's going to Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and same Michigan, same uh, Michigan. Not this year. Last year we had Michigan. Shane Morris. Okay, not this year. <laughs> Will Sprite's your guy, and he was close. He's right. a really good player. Right, and that's the other thing. A lot of excellent players, excellent players, future NFL players. We miss what well, we miss on getting to the finals. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we miss on them. I mean, sure. we evaluate them, we love them, we think they're great. But at this stage of their career, they're just not quite as complete as the guys we invite. Um, and these, I always say the proof's in the players. 71% of NFL quarterbacks this year were Elite 11 guys. All 25 of the preseason top 25 starting quarterbacks are Elite 11 guys. Six out of the last seven Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks are Elite 11 guys. Five of the last seven first picks of the draft are Elite 11 guys. So you kind of get the legacy. Um, basically, college football and the NFL is littered with our guys. And I would like to believe a lot of their success, they can point back to what they learned through our environment we created. And uh, you can follow it at Elite 11 on at Twitter. 11 and on you Twitter. on Twitter at TDESPN. You got it. And you are going to do the Monday night uh, double dip again I this will. year, right? Double the dip. back end. We're in San Diego. San, is Houston at San Diego? Is Houston, it? San Diego, right here in San Diego. Wow, you and you and Boomer. Yep. Your first assignment in the booth, I think, was with me. Yes, it right? was the senior, the senior bowl. bowl. Yep. Me, you, and Mayock. Was it me, me you, and Mayock? Mayock in the senior bowl? Unbelievable. Yeah. And then I was the, definitely the worst of that group. <laughs> <laughs> you that overcame was, me for that. Telecast. It was fantastic. I just you're you're the best, Trent. I'm so happy of what's gone on with you and how how you've uh, progressed to, to what you do on ESPN and do it excellently. You really, you really personify the world leader, worldwide leader in that regard. And thanks for coming on. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you, Rich. You mean, you mean the world to me. Thanks, dude. You're the first guy that taught me anything about this stuff. And a lot of those lessons I, I continue to build on. It means a lot to me that you say that. Right. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, buddy. That's Trent Dilfer here on the Rich Eisen Podcast in San Diego. All right, there it was, Rich, with, uh, with our guy Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, uh, one of the best-looking man in, a man in sports television, along with Matt Hasselback and myself. Are you saying this because they're part of the, part of the uh, bald brigade? The- they're, they're part of the brotherhood, and uh, throughout the course of my life, basically in the last 15 years or so, I've gotten, I'm not going to say mistaken, but I've gotten accused of being their doppelganger more than once. Well, as you heard at the end of that conversation there, because you know, Richard asked him, you know, who do you think playing today, what quarterback would make would do good in our business and you know he he initially said Peyton but Peyton will never do it he's going to own a team um and then they they eventually get it got the Hasselbeck who you and I both think is great talking with him he's hilarious absolutely and having spent time with him and his brothers last year at the ESPYs and everything just fantastic people and he would be he would be amazing whenever he decides to hang it up he's going to be seamless transition uh, into our business now before we continue and transition into Michelle Beadle what was going on with that conversation? It seemed like they repeated themselves a few times. It was kind of... All right. Look. What happened, latex salesman? Yeah. So we're down there. We're on the aircraft carrier. It's one of the... As, as you all know uh, from watching the news, there's been heat waves going on here in the West Coast. One of the hottest days in San Diego. It was like 93. We're sweating bullets inside this... Uh, Aircraft I feel, I feel a lot of excuses being set up we're, right now. We're in like a chow hall, essentially. But, like you know, a mess hall? A mess hall, chow hall. Okay. Um, in in the depths in of the, the... In the deck, yeah, in the bowels okay. of it. Because we, we wanted uh, a little quieter because there were fans outside. Although, as you can hear, it wasn't the quietest of quiet. And uh, we used a new recording device for our remote podcast. And uh, 
What, un- what type of device are, are we talking about? Unannounced to me. I'm recording essentially through an iPad, but through a software program. And, you know, we have professional mics hooked into it okay. through XLR cables and all this stuff. So um, unbeknownst to me or un- unknown to me, the device only records for 12 continuous ah. minutes. So... Me as the producer, I'm sitting there and I see it go from recording mid-conversation to stopping right as Dilfer's explaining something pretty important. You know, they're ta- he's talking about his camper or something. And that's right when I go into that moment of, all right, I need to figure out why this stopped recording and how much longer do I let them just continue to talk right. without telling them. Because they think everything's fine. Because they think everything's fine until like, I think Rich noticed like, a bead of sweat starting to go down my head. And he's like, what's wrong? Everything all right? And I'm like, eh, we got to kind of got to stop that. How much do we lose? And it was only like 30 seconds. And, you know, we had to retransition and pick back up. But uh, And that happened more than once. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the interview itself was 30, 33 minutes. So we had to stop down two, two or three different times during mm. the interview, which we don't ever have to do when we're here in studio. We could just record right through. So that was kind of a little behind the scenes for you there. But no, Dilfer's a great guy, as you said. You can follow him on on Twitter uh, at TD or e, TD ESPN. Yep. Uh, on Twitter, and uh, I was talking to him briefly about uh, he he coached the recruit that Penn State just got in in uh, a big quarterback like the one that isn't he one of the top guys yeah, in the country? One of the top you said guys before. In the country, and he's he's a big fan of the kids. So that was that was refreshing for me to hear. Um, cause yeah, he, that Elite 11 stuff is no joke. Those kids no joke, can man. absolutely It's, it's kind of like the AAU right. of football. Well, it's even more so. It's like those uh, those exclusive camps. Yeah. You know, these co- these uh, these ballers get invited to, and these kids are just... Most most all of these kids go on to top programs. They end up being the number one within one or two years. And uh, it's guys whose names you're going to want to know in like four years' time when the NFL draft comes around. No, definitely. So that was, that was a great chat. Um, you know, we, we, were, we were trying to hope to get a couple of the Hall of Famers down there, but these guys' schedules are tight. They're doing a lot of stuff. We did, however, get um, Michelle Beadle as well. And, Excellent. Uh, Rich said earlier that, you know, him and, him and um, Trent hosted day one of the event. The sideline reporters for day one were Marshall and Samantha Steele because that's going to air on ESPN. Day two, which was the actual game, uh, that airs on NBC and NBC Sports Network. So Mayock stepped in for Dilfer, and then Michelle Beadle came in for Samantha Steele Ponder. All right, because she's on. So, she's under that uh, NBC. Yeah, she's under the NBC umbrella. Uh, family. So Michelle Beadle, uh, the host of the crossover, which airs on NBC Sports Network, um, they've mixed up the show a little bit since it originally started. She's now the sole host. Right. It's got a good little vibe going with it now. I've caught a few episodes of it. So here's uh, her chat with Rich um, a little later on that night. Last time I had uh, this next guest on, um, she was fresh off uh, an ESPYs. I believe the star of the crossover was having a hangover at the time mm-hmm. when you were with ESPN, but now Michelle Beadle, mm-hmm. you are with NBC and all the good stuff that goes with NBC Sports Network. That and was you, a tough morning. You, I didn't have a voice. You played hurt. Yeah, I had no voice. Little did I know I was going to go home to like scandal, but yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither did I. I was I, like, wow, I, I had you right there for the podcast. Don't you I wish even... you could know the crap that people would come up with before they came up with it so you'd be ready? But, you know, here's the thing is, why are people interested in our personal lives as sportscasters? I, I, I don't know. I, look, if my, I always laugh because it's always so much more exciting, like that version, than right. my actual life. That I'm just kind of like, wow, thanks for giving me credit for being exciting. Right. Well, but I mean, that, really that's, not. Well, that's the whole idea behind ESPN, too 
is that, or ESPN as well, not ESPN right. too. Right, the dose. The, the dose, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, is that everybody sees you know, ESPN and thinks that that's an incredibly glamorous life. Mm. But did you live up in Central Connecticut? I lived Central in Farmington, Connecticut? Connecticut. Me too. Yeah. I was on I Route 4. I was, on, I route was four. on Route 4 too. I was on Route 4 right near Murphy and Scarlatti's. I was Do you know near, that? Is that I bar totally still there? Know, yep, that's still there. I was across from, or down the road a little ways from Ms. Porter's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a little school for girls. Did, 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 you, did you think about going there at oh, all yeah. for any split second? I, all my life I thought I could live here for the next 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember just because <clears throat> there, there, there's that bar, Murphy and Scarlett's, yeah. right? Which is sort of the only spot in Farmington. To have any sort of is West Hartford, which is really nice, which is great, really beautiful. You can walk and there's a lot. Yes, yeah, West yeah, Hartford, not but Farmington. I remember going because I would we would always go there after sports centers and stuff, and uh, I made a bet with one of the guys I was I was hanging with. I said, I bet you would go in there and the cover band plays Mustang Sally. That is tonight, awesome, right? So I bet one. I'm like just one. It would like we we put a dollar on it. So we get there around like twelve fifteen. Last calls like. Twelve sixteen, <laughs> you know. You better be buzzed when you get there. Right. <laughs> Barkeep, I want five of the usual. Right. So I get there. There's, you know, about it. Forty-five minutes later, they turn the lights on, tell everybody to get the hell out, and we had not heard Mustang Sally. Mm-hmm. So I pay the guy a dollar. So now we walk out into the parking lot, and the band is putting its equipment in their cars to go home. So I say, you know, excuse me, we got here late tonight. When did your set begin? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Did you play Mustang Sally tonight? And he said, yeah, twice. Twice? <laughs> what a, that's a heck of a set list. Must have been an encore. Must have, Must been, have been an ovation. We missed it. So I said, give me back my dollar and pay me too. Yeah. And pay me too. Because have to. paid Mustang Sally twice. Twice I in know. a two-hour window. I know. So it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, it is a great job. I mean, what you did on Sports Love, Nation. Yeah. I mean, it looks... And, every, and the best compliment you can get from people is like, it looks like you're having fun on the air. I and think that is a great you, compliment. You know, right. I mean, Because then you, you can't did. really, but the only thing about that is that you can't really complain about work when you, they're like, well, it's not really work. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. But some days it feels like work if you're not in a great mood. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that is the best, you know, if you look miserable, like some people seem like they're always just in a bad mood. Right. It's not fun to watch. So how many people come up to you and say they watch you on ESPN every day still? Oh, every day at four, four o'clock. Every day at four o'clock, um, and then when um, uh, Thompson was doing it, they would send a pic- They would say like, "Oh, I loved your dress today on Sportsmation." I was like, "Wasn't me. I haven't been there in a year." <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I get that all the time, and Isn't it's been that, ten years. How me. is that possible? Charlie Steiner tells me he gets the Sports Center theme hummed to him all the time, and he's been gone. I can't. I don't forever. understand it. Oh, then I shouldn't. I shouldn't even. Okay. You know, people probably want. There's a lot of folks out there. I'm not saying. Everybody, and not at all, a minority folk of, of television watchers don't put two and two together as right. to the channel that you're on and what you do. But there's no doubt people see you on NBC Sports Network or even extra anything, yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. that you're yeah. doing right now, and they think it's ESPN owns that. No, exactly. And I you're think so. on ESPN. It makes still. sense. Or you get told, whoa, career suicide, never hear from you again. <laughs> I was like, all right. Oh, crap. <laughs> I the, I, this is a great story, too. When I, I left uh, ESPN in 03, gosh, it's 10 years now. That's crazy to me. At 10 years. And I believe the NBA All-Star Game was in L.A. in 04. I think that's when it was. So I go, I go to Staples, all right, and I'm, I'm there, and somebody goes, hey, man, watch you every morning. And I'm like, well, 
do you have DirecTV? Because that's all NFL Network was on. Right. We were in 10 million homes, 11 million homes. Brand new. So, so the, they, they, the guy says, no, I've got, I've got Time Warner Cable. I'm like, well, you don't watch me every morning. He goes, no way. What are, you, what are you on? And I'm like, NFL Network. And he goes, you're not on ESPN anymore? And I'm like, no. And he goes, are you all right? <laughs> No, he didn't. And I'm like, if you have a mirror, I will gladly fog it up for you right now. <laughs> Just put it right here. Let me breathe. It's it's very yeah. It's very funny to me. It's like okay, that's cool. But did, did you did you because I got this question all the time. I might as well throw it to your way. Yeah. Was it a difficult decision um, for you at all? Only in that I really liked the people that I worked with. But it wasn't difficult. Um, number one, I knew Cowherd was done. So that, that was already, we've already established that. So the so, band was being broken right. up. Right, so I was like, okay, well, it's going to be a new host. Um, you know, they dangled the whole, we're going to L.A., which obviously for me, I don't want to live in L.A., but if you're giving me Connecticut or L.A., I'm like, okay. So mm. at the end of the day, they just, there wasn't anything else for me to do. Like, I don't, you know, until they get more original programming or they tie it in with, you know, one of the networks and give you more things to do. And I don't mean like the gratuitous, oh, we put something in your contract you get three appearances on Good Morning America and then mm. we never hear from you again. Like, I didn't mm. want that either. So it was just, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go to New York with a big giant company with tons of, it, tons of stuff that I can do and mm -hmm. that's it. It was, and then it became a no-brainer. And, and, and now I've never looked back because it was like, all right, because you know, the show is what the show is, but without Colin, to me, it was never the same anyways. Right, interesting. And now Carissa's moving on. She, she's gone too. Uh, it's unbelievable that they that, need to start paying people. Well, I don't what know. What, I don't, do. all, all I know is that I can't believe that you know when I when I was done, they gave me a box, and they weren't rude about it. In all honesty, no, but they it do was have that very rep. business like. Right. It was very business like, where it's just like, okay, we're done. Come on in. Here's a box. And they, I wasn't like you know frog top. You know, you know, uh, I wasn't you know, um, what's the word. You know, I, I wasn't like let out. By yeah, when security. they when security's like, it wasn't okay, like come that. With it really yeah. wasn't like that at all. But you know, I, I was sort of stunned that she's still on Sports Nation, and we all know that she's going to be on Fox. Sports I think One she's. I think she. I think her last day. I don't think they did like a big send off, but I think she's officially done too, because Kellerman is now. Now it's Kellerman and Wiley. Yeah. Well, I, I like the dress he wore the other day. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, that is definitely not me, so there better not be any more confusion. <laughs> How do you like what you're doing now? Now I love it. Now, you know, we went through um, some really big changes right away, which is always weird for a brand new show. But, you know, it was one of those things where they stuck me with a co-host that there was no, there was never going to work. Mm -hmm. um, and I went to NBC with the idea of a show that I wanted to do, and it, we got away from it. And so now we're doing that show. And we're, I'm, I understand that thing. You know, we're a new network, basically. I mean, we're used to having fishing and hunting shows and so now we're slowly putting original stuff out there and I love it it's a couple couches it's people hanging every day 30 minutes um, no script like I, I like I like the casualness of the whole thing mm -hmm. it's good and they've given me a, a pretty loud voice which is always, always a detriment to the suits but fun do you like the entertainment stuff that you're doing uh, most of the time now I don't really care to talk about the Kardashians although I will say this, they yeah. have let me be snarky about that. Like, they don't make me say, oh my goodness, I'm so excited about the baby. Because I, I don't care about the baby. Like, I really don't care about that family. <laughs> um, and like, so... Careful, you may not get that exclusive. Uh, I already got um, pulled off of an interview with the Kardashians. No kidding. Yeah, because they had only certain questions. That, and this was during the, the divorce slash now I'm with Kanye period. Okay. Um, which... That's the only question I want to ask. Like, right. what's the deal? Why don't you just give the guy what he wants so you can move on with your life? I wasn't allowed to ask those things, so my producer was like, well, we're just going to pull you off of it. I right. Like, Good. That's probably best. We had her on after the Saints Super Bowl. 
She was mm. with Reggie Bush at the time. Oh yeah. This is pre Kanye, pre 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 Northwest. Yeah. Way pre Northwest. Pre burning hips. Yeah, there was yeah. The, there wasn't any, there wasn't a Northwest or a West West and 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 the twinkling around. <laughs> and uh, and she was with Reggie. Reggie came on the set after the Super Bowl, and she was about 15 feet away behind the set. And one of our producers went up to her and said, "Do you want to you want to join him?" And she did one of those things as she slowly walks towards the set, going, "I don't know if I should." Oh. <laughs> Please, please. Got up there and it was great. And I got, I got grief. People were like ripping on me because I got really excited that she came on because all I knew is like, just put that NFL Network bug up there. And suddenly an interview with Reggie Bush 100%. is now going to get picked up by all these places that ordinarily wouldn't give a, a rat's. No, you know, you're right. How did he NFL handle Network. it though? He was great. Because that's the thing. It's like, you don't always want your partner to be like, oh, I also need <laughs> to be part of this. All of a sudden, wait, <laughs> why are they adding this chair at the biggest uh -huh. pinnacle of my sports and professional life? What are you doing oh, here? Wait, oh, there's my, there, hey. Hi, honey. Hi, you know, hon. I know. Yeah, well, I had the over-under on Kanye staying in the picture at about one month. But I, he's staying I, in there, though, isn't he? Mm, I don't think you mean after the baby you're talking about? Yeah, no chance. So the, that clock is currently... We're, we're, I'm we're, on we're, that, yeah, we're on the clock. We're on the clock. This is currently... We're taping this on uh, the 26th okay. of June. So I think, so I think, I the baby think before was born, the end of the... So we've got like two and a half more weeks left. Yeah, we that. do. Although the baby was premature, so technically I think we have till the end of the summer. It was early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The only Northwest that's ever been early. We ever. named it North because it's the highest point of our relationship. Is that what they Shut said? Shut up. Is that yeah. what it was? Oh, yeah. I'm not, see, I'm not up on this stuff. See, you're, Come on, guys. You are at the nexus They're of, smarter the, than of us. the pop culture situation right here. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I am. <laughs> yeah, see, you're, you're, uh, you're right at the, this sort of yeah. cross-section. Unfortunately. You're a crossover. I am, I am. You don't just choose the name of your new show all willy-nilly. No, no. That thing was thought over for many minutes right. before we came up with that. So you, you do like the entertainment aspect I of like it. the interviews that I get to do on the entertainment Who side. Who Give me the... Drop um, some names. Drop I, some names. Like Adam Levine, love. He's also okay. delicious. Uh, right. Blake Shelton. Last week, I got to go be a part of the cast... Um, on Rock of Ages on Broadway, like in the show, which was, what I dressed, mean? like they dressed me up as like an 80s hooker and I had to sluttily walk across the stage and do like this whole, it was all, I mean, it was a dream. Did, who did you channel? Um, did you, did you do like, like some sort of it was method really, acting No, here, because or? you know, I don't, have you ever seen the show? Of it, course. The women are, one's more striking than the next. They're sexy, they're everything. And when one of them just says, don't worry, just be sexy. You're like, oh honey, no, that's. <laughs> You might as well have just said, just grow wings. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. And then I have the popsicle, like the whole thing. And it was, they were, it was amazing. It was bucket list for sure. So when I, I, when I get to do that stuff, then I'm happy. I don't necessarily love reading a prompter and just, bleh, right. you know, that's not fun. No, you got to do something Interviews. else. Yeah, interviews yeah, are like, fun. Like, like this. Yeah, I, exactly. I love doing this right now. This is my favorite thing. I do like that stuff too. Yeah. When can I come on the crossover? Uh, anytime you're when you're in New York. When I'm in New York. Yeah. So there, you know, the crossover is not going to go on the road or anything. Well, like we're that. actually we have like a three week hiatus starting Friday. What does that mean? Because three the tour de hiatus. France takes over oh, the network. Really? Yeah. Oh. So it's this, uh, and if I didn't have access, I would actually have three weeks off. So now that's something. Dang. That's <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, what was I thinking? Well, blame your agent. <laughs> I know. Mm. I was like, oh, I did too much, too much. I but know. yeah. That never happened at ESPN, right? We'd take a three-week hiatus Can you imagine? because of cycling. Oh, yeah. That's never no. happened. No, but if Tim Tebow decided to go on some weird <laughs> mecca, we would definitely, we'd definitely have had that off. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, we, oh. hey, with the NFL, and anybody who covers the NFL, we're guilty of that. And now here he is in New England. I mean. Which, of all the places for him to wind up, and now with this whole insanity involving Aaron Hernandez, people think that 
this is the opportunity for this him. If he doesn't, let's put it this way, if he doesn't wind up at a position other than quarterback right now, yeah. he never will. That was, Maybe it's divine intervention. This is what's happening. Well, he is a tight end. That, but don't you think, though? I mean, wouldn't you well, this, think that right now I mean, this I think, is it? Yeah, and I also think Bill Belichick is so sneaky smart that he definitely has something. I mean, he's not, he's not going to be a quarterback. You have the greatest quarterback in the game. Why would you ever even entertain that idea? So, yeah, maybe this is, it, so, but this it, is see, it. The whole thing is with him, though. Tebow has to Agreed. give up the quarterback ghost right. in that regard. You know, Because the thing that he said when he first got there that always struck me in the 30 seconds that he was <laughs> available to the media. <laughs> so different than with the Jets, wasn't it? <laughs> So different. Yeah. yeah, we'll have a press conference and yeah, we'll talk about the five snaps he took with the second team today. Oh gosh! And um, he said that I'm here to learn behind. He said I'm excited. I'm le- to learn behind Tom. I heard that and I'm like, come on, man. You would like, think that he had a, a big enough scare during this little bit of the off season that he wasn't even going to get a job. Not a sniff. That you would think he'd be like, well, maybe I should be open to it. Just entertain it. But a then bit. again, in, in this regard, we, how we've just talked about what you're doing now, and that's new, and, and what I did 10 years ago. Uh, if somebody told you that you can't do something that you firmly believe, I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so who are we in a way? But that's, I, 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 I but it is our job to sort of see stuff and, right. and comment on it. But the other thing I also think, because I get that, I get being told no is, oh, well, then I, I have to. But I right. also think, and I've always lived by try everything once. And then just kind of wean out the stuff that you don't like as you go. And so why didn't he just try it? I would right now is the time. And of all the teams that are innovative enough to do it. Yes. Because if he's going to sit there and try and make this team as a third quarterback, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be on the couch. Yeah, it's by pointless. By Labor Day, I think. But I don't know. I, I mean, unless, unless he's got other plans we don't know about for Tom Brady. Mm. Snaps both ankles while walking on the beach well, with his wife. He, he gets Bernard Pollard in the mix on the I beach. Mean. Who knows? <laughs> He can go for everybody. I don't trust Tebow right anymore. <laughs> so what? Do you, what? I'd love to just open any question. What do you think of the NFL season? What do you think that the 2013 oh. holds in that regard? Because I imagine once this thing hits, that you'll be talking about that on the crossover quite a oh, bit. Oh, Hernandez? No, just or just in, everything just in general. Oh, I mean, we've already once that once uh, Game Six was over between the Hawks and Bruins, we just went. Oh no! Now we have to wait till training camps open because mm-hmm. I ain't talking about baseball. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I mean, I, this I think this trial is going to be front and center for a while because this is this is a big name. This isn't just some scrub that no one has ever heard of. Right. Um, but I also think you know if I wasn't such an idiot and decided to be a Jets fan, although how great do they look this week? They look like geniuses. Um, I think the Broncos. I just I'm excited to see what they do in Denver. Um, and I also am excited to get back to an NFL schedule where we can all watch every game instead of having that West Coast time difference that's kind of killed us all during basketball and hockey. Mm-hmm. So I think this, we're, you know, we're in the dead zone in sports. Yeah, we are. As soon as we get to August, we all get happy again. But the Broncos, you're right. That is obviously what, what, what Peyton Manning in year two with the window closing even more. Every year we talk about, you know, the Blair Whites that he's had, Austin Collie and, and um, you know, Stokely. And they're the poor man's Wes Welker. Absolutely. And now, now he has the actual... <laughs> with hair. Genuine article. Right. I mean, Wes with <laughs> no, listen, hair. You can talk about that. <laughs> I cannot talk about his plugs. I, I love that like he that. talks about it. But I can't, that's, so, that's so refreshing. But could you, I see, I can't do that. Why? I can't do that. You can't talk about it? No, no, no. I, I mean, I could. And, you know, I, that'd be the, the glassiest of houses. Yeah. Well, I could but, talk about a girl with fake boobs. Yeah. That's okay. But, I mean... With me, though, if I just showed up 
<laughs> with plugs on NFL Network. You have to, it's got to be gradual. Just but they, really I gradual. They, I, I don't know how that is. I have to work. You know what I mean? I have to work. I know. Why can't we just all be cool with the fact that, look, technology is catching up with us. We're all vain. Right. Yes, I may show up tomorrow looking a little different. Right. Just go with it. Just go with it. Leave me alone. But no, I mean, I, I, anytime, like, any, any, like, the I love the 80s or 70s. Oh, 80s, yeah. Stuff, and I see you on, on there. Yeah. All that stuff all yeah. the time. I know when it's on because my Twitter feed alights with "There's Rich with Hair." Oh, you know, but it's okay. I've got a thick skin, see, and I'm fine with it. I, I like. I mean, I just went about five years ago full Matt Lauer. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The hair, like yeah. right now, when I'm going, I'm like high. And it's high. good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. I know. It's I look. You guys way. don't get cellulite. Just look at it that way. Well, I mean, in certain. But you, you have no, so much less to deal with when it comes to that. Less maintenance. Less everything. Less less crap that we get attacked for. You guys are good. But you must get a, a do you get a good wardrobe <clears throat> situation? Yeah, not bad actually. What do you mean you don't get it? No, because you're because you're a guy. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, but you're in LA, so there's no excuse. Like you guys need to be like I always understood being in Connecticut. Oh, everyone's still wearing like the the Melanie Griffith power suits. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> But in L.A. and New York, there are no more excuses. Is that, is that, was that a working girl reference? Yeah, oh, totally. Like I was like, why are, what's, the, what's you know, happening I'm with the shoulders? Island. Yeah, see? That, uh, that was, that I love was, that movie. That was like, I've, that and Easy Money. Oh, yeah. Which was based in Staten Island. Love. We both, me and my buddies, we would see that in, like, in Staten Island. It was a ground zero. Oh, and Joan Cusack was like. Yeah, you know, I know. She stole that movie. But yeah, I remember when we first, when I was at, 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 at Sports Center, when they first began to get a wardrobe for everybody. Oh, God. Okay, because it wasn't you, you couldn't just do it for some. No, and absolutely they, not. And, and they, you know, the credit at the end of Sports Center would never read, you know, so and so was was the dress or the wardrobe. Can you imagine so and so? They would never do that because you know the cur- it's, you have to courtesy every single highlight. Long story short, is they got finally somebody, and they brought the book around to everybody, and you started looking through shirts and ties and stuff like yeah. that. You got like four shirts, three ties, and stuff like that, and sometimes. I would do Sports Center, and I think it was either Stuart or Steve Levy. We both walked out. Oh no! And it was like we can't wear that tie <laughs> because we we got the same right. It was from the same pool of swatches that they made these ties. Yeah, you can't. And we looked. We had 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 we not seen each other until we physically went down to the set. Oh, because I don't know what the what the uh, geography of is it now, but it was a hell of a walk. Oh no! From where yeah. you got dressed Still to is. where the, the set was, yep. there would have been no re- point of no return. It would have looked like two security guards doing <laughs> sports. Sweet tie dog. Well, and that's the other thing. It's all guys. Like when I was there, we didn't really have like a hair person. I mean, this is three years, four years ago. Yeah. I'm like, you guys have a lot of women working here. There's no more excuses. Right. Like it does. I understand that you don't want to be. You know, we just hire sexy bimbos. I get it. But then there's also like a happy medium. Appearance is important. I mean, it's still TV. Yeah, I know. And it's the 2000s, so let's right. catch up. <laughs> right. And then, I, and then I did the the U.S. Open for CBS after I left, and they had hair and makeup, oh. you know. And I was the only host for the two weeks that was there. And I told the hair person when we got there, I'm like, listen, it's gonna be an easy two weeks for you. <laughs> just take the just take just take the rest of the summer off. <laughs> just you know, go have yourself a nice lunch. Just take them off. <laughs> so. Um, a couple of things I want to ask you too, because um, I was going to say too is that if I wore the plugs and stuff like that, might again the Twitter feed, which is another time I bring this up, would light up. You you direct directly yeah attack the trolls. I do, and I, mean, I shouldn't. You, you don't ignore the trolls. I need to ignore the trolls. I know. Right? I tell myself that as soon as I even hit a send, I'm like, oh, I should 
should have just ignored that one. Right. You know what? I'm a Scorpio. I'm Italian. It's a bad fiery it's mix. Tough. Fiery Some, mix. I just blame that on all that. Bad fiery I'm, mix. I'm trying to get better. Be, uh, that might be the name of my fantasy football team. See, bad, bad fiery, fiery mix. <laughs> it really is because I know I know better. I can sit here and tell you I know better, but in the moment, I'm just like, oh, really? See, but you don't <laughs> you don't do from what I can tell. You don't do the retweet of what they say and then attach your comment. You just at them. You just go right. directly And then at I them. let people go back and look right. at what and they see, say. Because the bottom line is some, some in our profession will retweet the trolls. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, so somebody who has five followers yeah. now gets 500,000 eyeballs yeah, yeah, on yeah, what no. they are trolling about. No. Or I, I send a DM. That. That's the other option. You send a DM and then you block them. Oh. I mean, after this Miami Spurs series, I, I yeah. think I'm up to about a thousand blocks, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like, You're it like is, the Kembe. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, never, never show your face in South Florida. I was like, all right, bro, Come on, let's just relax. Have to understand, right? I mean, I mean, I'm a, fa- I'm a super fan. That's the only team in all of sports that I am diehard for. Is that the only team that you're emotionally? That I'm emotional. I was, I was, I was really, really pissed. Like I was pissed at that game. Um, oh, man, that was. It, it was right there. It was well. Game six was the. I mean, at the end of the day, game six was the one I cried about. Game seven was just nerve wracking, and in the end, disappointing. But it should have been over. So, what's your take on Popovich? Basically. Uh, putting up the yeah. Heisman to every... To, I mean, he made he made Belichick look like <laughs> he always Joan does. Rivers. You know what's funny? I love Pop. Like, I, I you know, I, that was my first internship. They were my first job. They were... They've invited me back to host, like, their gala. I mean, it's... They're, they're like, my first everything. Um, and I've always liked him because he's dry and he's snarky and that's how I like to look at the world as well. I always chuckle, but then I'll watch, like, Doris Burke or, or Sager have to deal with them. I'm like, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad. She says she said, and Aldridge said that there was an article I read about yeah. these reporters who have to speak to him, yeah. and how they dread it. They dread it for quarters before, like they see it coming. It's it's like the storm clouds are absolutely, forming, and they just like I, I they and, well the format is not helpful either. I actually don't love it. Right, the format is like nothing. you get one question yeah, in the middle of the. the and game. what do we think they're going to give you? Like nothing. That's it's it's pointless. Is it, what is it is sort of. Pointless. I agree. Yeah. I don't know why. And that's what he treats it as. He treats it as pointless. But I think I do think he warmed up to Doris as that series went on. But I, I don't think he'll ever. I think with Sager, he's just like you're a clown, and I'm not going to answer it you. Could be, it like, could be. Like it could be the close. It's the close. This is my, like, I know, I, I love Craig. I think he's a very nice person. I met him at the Olympics. He was kind. Mm-hmm. But I always think if a woman's shtick was just to dress like a clown, we would never hear the end of it, especially in that, in that role, because a sideline reporter already gets a lot of crap, because what, you know, what are they there for? What's the point? Blah, blah, blah. But if we just showed up dressed like whatever, and that was the only thing anyone ever knew about us, I just, I, I always laugh between he and that Don Cherry, but it's Canada. Right. <laughs> Who cares? Um, it, it just, it blows my mind because I'm like, that's kind of all we know, really. I don't really know much else. Well, for the lack of a better analogy, and I tread lightly here because I'm married to somebody who spent five years as a sideline reporter, yep. um, is that, you know, sideline reporters now are sort of like lawyers where nobody really wants to hear from them yeah. until you need one. Right. I mean, and there were, there were, there were moments like um, when that poor kid from Louisville had his oh. leg snapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was hanging on there. Everyone was like, what is he? What's going on with him? Where is he now? What is his status? Right. Blah, blah, blah. And, and we needed a sideline reporter that was, there. And Tracy and Wilson the only was there. Time. And people were like lighting her up about yeah. not asking the right question or asking the right question. And, and there are times when those jobs are 
crucial. Well, and the other thing, but I also think that this this day and age, look, no silent reporter is going to be able to break news because you have to go through nine layers of PR on any team you're dealing with. So if you're waiting to get like the scoop on the injury, forget it. But now with everyone with Twitter, it's almost completely irrelevant because you're going to, I mean, even the PR guy himself could just be like, uh, yeah, his bone came out of its skin. Right. He's probably not coming back. Right. Like, there you go. We're it's done. Real Move time on. Stuff it, it really is. Or anybody with a camera that's right there. We are all following the same stuff. Right. But then there's still somebody, the boots on the ground, hearing what the coach is saying in the ha- in the, in the huddle, or seeing what's going on, on on the sideline in the NFL game. That's still that's still that's still some currency. That I, I like think. that when they can observe I and really give that. us exactly. a feel. That's yeah. the sort of thing. All of that said, that's why I think it's asinine to in the middle of a game get yes. the coach out of the huddle like let your assistants you, you've yes. got to leave you've got to leave the 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 entirety of your huddle for one question and it's what's the question going to really right. be right so that and and so it it's just it doesn't serve anybody i feel like it's a setup to fail and i i don't like when any of us are put in a position where we're just we're set up to fail like there's no win here um, and i don't know why i'm hoping that we get away from it like they figure out a different way you know now the guys are mic'd so really w- figure out somehow to use right. that i don't know how right. because they're cussing but there's got to be a better way right or right. we just watch the game like we used to and now <laughs> we're exactly we're here at this um, yeah, this EA Madden and you're being the sideline I'm the sideline reporter <laughs> For this I know. flag football oh, I game. knew I said too much. The the coaches the coaches are oh, free, I got, free I got and hard rivers. Hitting. Oh, you got hard free hitting rivers. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna get like one in you're gonna be the Doris Burke of this thing. I am. I am. I'm gonna free you'll be them. the pop. And uh, and 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 interestingly enough, the third member of our broadcast team, and I'm using air quotes right now, because <laughs> it is a flag football game on the deck of an it aircraft flag carrier football. that's now currently a museum, um, is Mike Mayock, yeah. whose daughter Works, works on my show. On your show. I know. It's a very incestual thing, this TV world. Yeah. It's pretty. I know. I, I came in and I was like, I felt like I already knew him. Like hugs and everything. There you go. Because I, I love his daughter. Um, it's She's a daddy's girl in every sense of that. So it's pretty oh, funny God. to. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's has got this soft side. You got to sometimes chisel away. Right. Yeah, because he has a it. very hard exterior, I'm right. noticing. Right. But I also am getting stories from her. So I kind of have like this weird right. dual way of looking at him. It's I'll figure of, it out. It's sort of like that Tootsie Roll pop that you got to crunch yeah, to yeah, get yeah. to the center. But I'm not going to do know? the lick part with no, that. No, that would be that inappropriate. That is totally yep. not what we're looking yep. for in this Hi, podcast. Lee. I'm your stepmom. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> <laughs> That's Michelle Beadle of the crossover, everybody. This has been fun. Thanks for coming. So out. awesome. Michelle Beadle. <laughs> One last thing. Are you podcasting anymore? Are you stopped doing No, that? but I'm going to uh, talk about radio. And I'm going to figure it out. I've got, a, I've got like three extra hours a day. I don't know what to do with it. Let's well, fill that up. Podcast studio. I, I, I would, yeah. Because I honestly, this. this is my favorite thing. Like anytime anyone asks me to fill in, I just I want to do it. Like when I love I it. When I did your podcast when you were at the World Wide exactly. World, that was fun. Yeah, we're on we're on it. Now that I've kind of got my schedule down, where I'm like, all right, let's add some. There you go. Let's, let's add. add let's add something. Let's build this <laughs> empire. Listen, if I had a three week hiatus due to cycling, I would Jeez. be podcasting. Hiatus. I still got to go to work. It sucks. I, but Seacrest didn't become Seacrest overnight, guys. No. All right. You're not That's wrong. That's the inspiration. He works his ass off. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle Beadle. Always. The crossover. See it on NBC Sports Network. Michelle Beadle on the Rich Eisen Podcast. All right. That was uh, Rich with Michelle Beadle from uh, last week down in the San Diego Pro-Am. Nice. Sounds like a good chat you guys had down yeah, there. She, she's great, man. She she likes to have fun. She's, she's, a, she's a guy's girl. <laughs> she likes to have fun. That's, she's a guy's girl. True. No, she, you know, she's not... She's not 
prissy or anything. The we thing is, is that she gets it. If you if you follow her on Twitter and see her attacking people who attack her, it's well, like it, it's amazing. Well, that's how they, that, as you heard, that's how they kind of ended it a little there because. Rich is a big proponent of why are you retweeting right, like Peter exactly. King? Why are you retweeting? Why are you giving someone haters? with twenty followers your half a million or however many followers? Yeah, you have and she was saying you know, how she doesn't retweet them, but she'll just write back directly to them, right? With a with a, a funny slant and stuff. So, but uh, no, she's great, and uh, she hung out. Uh, late, later that night as well. Didn't make it to the karaoke place because no. she's, she's a pro and she went to bed early, I guess. <laughs> Whereas you guys burned it on both ends. Yes. No, exactly. I think she had an earlier call time too because her um, she wasn't there the day before so she had to get briefed on the on the game. But definitely check it out. It, I think as Rich said, it airs later uh, in August on NBC. And then um, in November, you're going to see Rich back on the mothership for the uh, skills competition. Which is going to be pretty weird, seeing him back on the yeah, floor. Yeah, so you're sticking around all 4th of July. Yep. I, uh, You know, the last few years, I've uh, had to work 4th of July. And, and pretty much I work every major holiday, it always seemed like. So this year, I smartened up and, Life de- in the NFL. and decided to take the whole week off. So like I said, uh, off the top, I'm enjoying Staycation 2013. Not, there's no official hashtag or anything. I'm not really like live tweeting my vacation. I'm kind of just uh, just hanging out. The only thing I really want to do is go to the San Diego Zoo. Oh, it's great. You know what you should do? And uh, the tra- zoo's great, but it's and it's known as one of the best zoos. Right. That's why I, I kind of want to go in I, the world. I don't think I've been to a zoo in, in like 15 years. I would suggest the Wild Animal Park though. Instead, it's it's what's about, the difference? It's about 20 miles north. The Wild Animal Park is essentially like you're on a mini African safari. Um, so you're like in a in a jeep or yeah, something. You can, that, you can add on if you want to do the gold package oh, and you can safari it down and feed some giraffes and see stuff running in their natural element. And by stuff, you know, lions. And by natural, you mean rhino? Not natural. Not natural. Like, but um, millions of miles I mean, from the, where they're from. Don't get me wrong. The San Diego Zoo is great, but uh, I think the Wild Animal Park's a little a little a little better. Really? Rancho what about uh, Bernardo area? Is like SeaWorld, is that a part of the zoo? You know, sad to say, uh, my five years there lived Never in went to SeaWorld. Point Loma, about a half a mile from SeaWorld for uh, two years of my time there. Never went, went there once. And that's like Shamu. Shamu's still around, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like Shamu 4. I think there's a Shamu four. <laughs> at each one. Because there's a SeaWorld in Ohio. There's one in oh, really? Florida. So I think they have a Shamu. So that, that, that's my big deal uh, on my staycation 2013. I want to go to the San Diego Zoo. But i got to find somebody to go with me. I don't want to be the creepy guy by himself at the zoo. That is... Ta- uh, taking a bunch of pictures. The creepy and, early 30s. Right, exactly. Bald guy at the zoo. Well, I mean, I have the hat on, always. Oh, you'll, you'll keep the hat on. Yeah, the, the hat always gives me about a five year I, I mean i've been telling people i've turned 28 for like five years now. that works but Keep yeah so I, so I don't want to be the the creepy guy at the zoo by myself so i'm trying to recruit someone to go with i mean i guess if anybody's in the la area wants to go to the zoo with me this is an open invitation <laughs> open invitation to hit Chris me on Brockman. twitter uh we're using the hashtag pathetic and uh <laughs> if you just tweet the hashtag pathetic. i'd prefer you to be female but i'm, I'm i guess i'm not going to be too choosy at this point oh, uh no. I uh, I mentioned it at the top too, but um, check out NFL.com. The uh, oh the, really? You're going to promote something on NFL.com? I, I wrote uh, an article for NFL.com. Um, they're doing the so most, they're le- they're letting anybody write on NFL.com these days. These apparently, days. Uh, as I said earlier, they're doing the most underrated, overrated players of all time uh, for all 32 teams. 
myself and the great researcher here at NFL Network, Bill Sedell, uh, took the Eagles. He had the most underrated players. I took the most overrated. Um, most overrated. Which in, is very tough to do. In like, Eagles history. Did you say Michael Vick? The five most overrated players in Eagles history. I did not say Michael Vick. Is Harold Carmichael on the list? Oh, Harold Carmichael's underrated, my friend. Underrated. <laughs> underrated. Who, um, well, who is the list? Can you tease it? Is it coming out already? or is uh, it? It's being published on July 3rd. So by the time most people listen to this, uh, which is Wednesday, July 3rd, we're taping this on a Tuesday, the 2nd. Got it. Um, it, it will be up. Um, let's just say I... I put one guy on there that I think is going to be controversial. It pained me to do it. Um, and you did the overrated. And I did the overrated. And I'll just say this. It better not be Donovan McNabb. He has one of the greatest. He has the top one of the top ten nicknames in sporting history. You probably don't know who I'm talking about because this, this is an old school player. But um, Well, interesting. Good. Yeah, check, so check, check that, that out on NFL.com. It'll be featured. I'm sure I'll be tweeting it out tomorrow and stuff. Absolutely. But, um. As always, if I'm gonna, I, I mean, if we're gonna plug stuff, I might sure. as well plug ChrisBrockman.com, where you can read all about uh, my random musings in the sports world or in the world of pop culture, including my worldwide famous. Is that accurate? Worldwide famous? <laughs> Probably not. My Game of Thrones NFL comparison column, uh, which that show isn't ended that a few like a month ago. old now? Yeah, but people are, I mean, look, that's still getting lots of clicks, man. Getting lots of clicks. Still getting lots of clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lots of clicks, the as again, Rich did mention it too, the, the Brian Banks podcast has done very well. It's one of our most downloaded. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. It's definitely worth an hour of your time uh, to hear it from the man himself. Yeah, absolutely. And we're wrapping up, through. so uh, I'll throw out an international shout out uh, to Quinn Rhodes at Q-U-I-N-N-C-R-21. He would like an international shout-out from Dubai, Bahrain, and now he's in Afghanistan over the past few months. Downloading and listening. He loves the REP, he says. And this guy is sporting. Well, you got an impressive beard going on right now. My man Quinn Rhodes in his profile picture, his beard is like six inches down. It's like Brett Kiesel-esque. Well, the story will come out, actually. I think whenever we release the... Uh, the kickoff podcast. We taped one of the guests last Friday at an undisclosed location here in LA. Interesting. You know who the guest is, but we're not going to say it for listener purposes. Let's just say a high profile female guest. Interesting. Was the guest. And, uh, this, this th- somehow relates to a beer. Well, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. It's, a, it's a long walk for okay. a small, short drink. I'll but, take um, it. But, uh, you know, we're taping and you know, it's a whole setup. We got three cameras there. We're shooting. And three and a half minutes into the interview, the publicist comes over to me and is like, I just gave Rich the rap symbol. And I'm like, three and a half minutes in, we were told 10, A. Right. And B, what are you doing telling my guy to rap? Like, I'll tell him to rap. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. She was a really sweet lady. I explained to her we were told 10 to 12 minutes. We ended up going eight and a half. It was all good. But when the interview ended, the uh, interviewee, Okay. Uh, was in no rush to go anywhere. Like they got up, she talked to Rich. I went up to Rich to grab something. She commented on on the beard. Talked for three to five more minutes. So and they weren't in a hurry to go anywhere. No hurry to go anywhere. Well, what did this person say about your beard? Um, I mean, I'm sure that's what you I were got, getting. At. I got what I get. Um, I get this probably four to five times a week. Has anybody ever told you you look like? Liev Schreiber. Right, exactly. And I get I get that about four to five times a week from people in person. And then I get, has anyone ever told you you sound like Badger from Breaking Bad? 
Right. I don't get that one. Obviously, I get the Leah subscriber one. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, she extended the conversation. She was a lovely lady, and look forward to hearing that. Did you podcast. say that you were related to Liev? Because you should have. No, I did not. I, I, my, my I, typical would, I response, would start selling that if I was My you. typical response to that is uh, people tell me that he looks like me a lot. Yeah, I get that a lot. And then they laugh, and then they say, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> Under their breath, they mumble, and they go away. But anyway, hey, we've been rambling for too long here. Um, Speaking of we have real quick, though, did you watch Ray Donovan I on did. Showtime this week? What did, did you think? I'll tell you what, I TiVo'd it, I DVR'd it, I should say, I didn't TiVo it, and uh, I was going to watch it the next day, and I couldn't sleep, so I turned it on, and... You couldn't sleep because it's a 1,000 degrees in Los Angeles oh right now? I, I don't have air conditioning either. But I don't either. I, I live three blocks from the beach, so I normally get a nice breeze. <sighs> Let me tell you, I loved it, man. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I liked it too. It was cool. Some people were, ba- were bashing it, uh, but I'm into it, and you know the Boston accents or whatever... You know, I don't care if they're bad accents. If they're, I mean, everyone knows what the Boston accent is. So, like, I'll, I'll tell you why are we making accent, a big deal about it? And you can probably attest to whether it was legit or not. But the wife, and I don't know her name. The she act- was on Deadwood, red, I think. The red-haired actress. Yeah. Um, her accent was awful. Oh, was it? Because I didn't know. I didn't oh, know if didn't it was like, like it? a truly nah. authentic it was or terrible. if it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, it was way over the top. Like, come on. Like, I think Bill Simmons had a tweet where it was like one of the worst Boston accents he's ever heard. R- really? Yeah, I wasn't into it either. Oh, man. I thought it was good, though. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's a new series on Showtime. And uh, basically, what would you say? We don't even really know who he works for yet. We know. No, nah, I think he does. He work. For, he, he, he owns his own firm, or does he work for that one agent? Basically, he's a cleanup guy. Yeah, the uh, fixer. He's a, a fixer. fixer he fixes problems for studios, uh, athletes. Yeah, in the L.A. area. In the L.A. area. Yeah. But he's like connected to Boston crime. He like supposedly he put his dad away. Who's played by John Voight. Yeah. And the dad's now out of prison, and he flies to L.A. and he's gonna kind of create all kinds of havoc with his family yeah and he's got a, his family's intertwined with it because his, his brothers are both have their own issues and, yeah i mean yeah, it's I a pilot know. episode and i got a lot of questions so that's oh yeah thing. absolutely and you know what it's just another good summer tv show until you know breaking bad starts up or what else is over the summer Ooh. um breaking bad's kind of the big summer show I think, right i think in august it, it starts walking back dead up. or something but i don't watch that yeah but it'll get cool. us through the, the the sports dead zone as we referred to earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Which Rich and Beetle hit on too. But. Yeah, but nothing but baseball here for the next month or so until training camp starts and uh, preseason football. All right. Well, anyway, uh, next week or Rich is back next week. Yep. Uh, if we get a podcast done on Monday, I will be here in the chair producing that. If it's Tuesday, I'm out. I'm back in. <laughs> You're out again. Going to New York Gosh. for another site survey. Alex um, Wilk getting a lot of run. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm not here, Wilk, I'll be back. But uh, good, Brockman, always a pleasure, my man. You came yeah, in on well, your day off. You're a mensch. Yeah. Well, hey, what can I do? I'm a team player. All right, excellent. I well, don't get best... I don't get invited to all the cool stuff, but uh, I'm a team player. I can come in on my. Wait days a minute. Off. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're tweeting out you enriching his grill, <laughs> flipping hamburgers. Hey, oh, you're but... invited to those Sunday dinners too, I guess. Ah, uh, you know how that sort goes. of. All right, anyway, well, happy 4th, everybody. Yeah, happy 4th. Follow Chris on Twitter, at Chris Brockman, yep. at Rich Eisen, at TDESPN, at Chris Law, and at Michelle Beadle. I and, believe it's uh, Michelle D. Beadle it, Michelle Twitter, D. Beadle. So. And don't forget, at the Eisen Podcast. At the Eisen Podcast. We teased this earlier. Uh, we were down in San Diego. We went to a karaoke bar. We all know Rich loves to sing some karaoke. That's true. We're going to leave you. By the way, likes to sing or likes to brag about himself likes singing Likes to brag karaoke. about him. And... 
I guarantee you, you can't bring up Rich and Karaoke without him bringing up the name Peyton Manning. He will go. He loves That's his the, go-to story, right? It's his go-to. Pro Bowl, Peyton it's Manning. 2006 Pro me, Bowl. Me singing Sinatra. The, bringing the bringing house the down. House. <laughs> I brought it down. Well, folks, you be the judge, and you let us know if Rich brought the house down. This is uh, Rich singing Karaoke down in San Diego. We'll see you guys all next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. here at the Medill School of Journalism. Thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, dear friends.